Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smogs going to choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light. Uh, the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's going to help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee. He gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you and over here we got his right hand man silent monday dude don't talk but he's got an lcd suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text and he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything and if that sounds like your cup of tea well then you in the right place so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of dust world neon city Hey, welcome to this live show. We're super excited. This episode is going to be a very neon Christmas, a cyberpunk Christmas carol. So in this episode, we're going to be following the night crew as they try to steal a valuable item from the eclectic billionaire 
Winslow Hasbrew, who has stored it in a secret collection in his mansion. And I'm going to quickly introduce our cast. So we've got Tanner. Hello, I am Tanner. And tonight I will be playing as Kincaid, the cyborg with a penchant for blowing stuff up, preferably with lasers. And he's not really smart, but he's also kind of smart in a way. So I'm not really sure. (laughs) Smart, but not smart. Yes. I believe the term is idiot savant. Next up, Frank. Hello, I will be playing Ziggy, the mysterious shapeshifter that enjoys screwing with everybody and everything. Nice. I play one of those in Strangers in the Pines. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh boy, do you. Uh, Blaze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Blaze, and I'll be playing Cliffa Kelioska, who is a really wants you to think she's a femme fatale. Whether she is or not, uh, you be the judge. She's also an elementalist. Nice. She kind of reminds me of Catwoman before Catwoman got her powers in the Tim version. Yeah, I am going for Selena Kyle pre getting dunked on by Christopher Walken. That is. (laughs) Thank you. That's good. That means I'm communicating it very well. That's why I have in mind, too. Nice. Meow. What do you know? What do you know? I get it. I get it. (laughs) Awesome. So in this episode, like I said, The night shift has been tasked the mission to retrieve this item. And so night shift, you guys are all hanging out in your bunker. What does the place the night shift hang out look like and where is it? I'm thinking a very sad bar. If it's just a place that we regularly hang out, like the saddest bar you've ever seen. I kind of pictured it is in fact called the saddest bar in the world. <laughs> I was pictured as kind of like a skyloft kind of place that overlooks the city. It's still very sad. There's nice. the disco Elysium music playing in the background. You just like it's sad, man. It sucks. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you guys are chilling out, you know, having a pretty sad time, apparently. And the cyber snow is falling out the window. It's it's kind of Christmas time. There's like synth Christmas music playing. That's all depressing. Um, and you guys get a call from your boss. Uh, more like a message. And go ahead. Uh, you get a message from Clancy, which says, Hello, I want you to break into Winslow Hasbro's mansion and get into his hidden collection to steal Turbo, the last action hero. You must do it before Christmas or call for all of you. <laughs> uh, how, how do you sign off this thing? Off, off. Hello. Hello. Darling, I think it's pre-recorded. Right, can you two keep it down? We have a mission here. Yes, and I have a hangover. Doesn't mean you need to be so loud, love. You can buy away the hangover cure, dear. Yes, that's right. Or you can have a cyber liver, which gets rid of the hangover instantly with only a minimum of pain. Aren't you using those crystals? It's so supposed to detox you, something like that. Uh, uh, yes, but I, I prefer using my cyber liver. I think I'll pass on both counts. Uh, she is sipping on the most baby martini in the world. She is trying to do it as coolly as possible. She is failing. Ziggy's kind of laying on the couch, his hat kind of covering his face there. 
Okay. So you guys have your mission and uh, and we've already kind of done some of the legwork. So I'll kind of spell out what happens. Um, but tell me what, what it is. How are you going to kind of get start this uh, this heist? What are you what are you going to do? Kincaid would probably start by hacking the network to try to get uh, some blueprints. Okay. Um, so we did some of this in advance just to help speed this part of the process up. <laughs> so everyone rolled and everyone failed their legwork, which Great is going which is going to make this probably pretty hilarious. Um, so, uh, Kincaid, you, as you tried to hack all of this stuff, you were able to uh, come up with a very unfortunate fact. What was that fact? The unfortunate fact is it is one of the most highly secured buildings in the city. Yes. And it had uh, you discovered that it has a tech jamming uh, field that activates everywhere but within the house. So uh, all reconnaissance will have to be done with the pathetic meat parts that remain on Kincaid's body. <laughs> which is maybe like 2%. Of his no. Nice. Uh, Ziggy, how do you try to gather information? Ziggy is attempting to locate some security guards to imitate, as well as take out two of them so he can kind of replace them. Sleeper agents. Yeah, so Ziggy failed. And um, what was the the thing so that you uh, you discovered? So when you roll survey your surroundings, which is what he was trying to use... Uh, you have on a failure, you have to notice an unuseful or un, unfortunate truth. Well, after what happened with uh, the main uh, campaign, which uh, you'll find out through listening, um, it turns out our billionaire has gotten a bit paranoid and beefed up security. There are now more security guards required biometric scans every 30 minutes, and basically, it's a lot harder to enter than originally thought. Yep. Uh, great. And Cliffa, last but not least. Uh, Cliffa attempted to spread some moisture around the property from a remote location to act as a scout to see if there's any underground entrances. There weren't. And, so and Cliffa also failed. What was her unfortunate truth? Uh, she figured out that there was some kind of inhibition field that inhibits powers and uh, keeps them from working well. Like Man, uh, weird powers. It sounds like this person doesn't want anybody to get in there and steal his stuff. Darn well, okay. it. Being an eclectic billionaire sure has some drawbacks like making a house that no one can steal from. I guess that's a not a drawback. <laughs> Okay. It's almost as if he doesn't want people to take it to, to break in and steal his to stuff. To take his very, very nice things. Yeah, exactly. So uh, in, in the basic reconnaissance that you did just by driving over, I can describe some of what you guys would have seen. It's not necessarily going to help you, but specifically, but it may help you kind of like strategize. So as you fly over the property, which is a mansion with um, kind of a, a fairly large estate at the top of a skyscraper. So um, 
the walls just drop kind of straight down, except for a very small landing spot right in front of uh, about 12 foot tall brick walls. Um, and on the, a couple of the corners, there are these uh, tower spirals, uh, spiraled towers that have uh, like a place for guards to be keeping a lookout and some um, spotlights. Uh, and then the building itself, the house itself is very like right in the middle. And then if you're looking from the gate towards the house, uh, right in front of the gate, there is two landing spots that are kind of circular going around a fountain. And in front of the fountain is a very large door. Um, the, and it's kind of wooden. It, it all has sort of a Victorian sort of feel, which feels very out of place. Um, on the right side of the manor, there is a very large hedge maze. Um, and then on the left side of the manor, there is a koi pond that has a gazebo in the middle of the pond. Um, and then a stream goes from the pond all the way across the front of the house uh, underneath a bridge into the, the maze. Um, finally... Besides the two gravel landing spots, uh, which are kind of hedged with nice shrubbery, there's also some large trees uh, kind of in uh, filling in some of these spots as well as some gardens. And in the back of the house, there is a old style mausoleum like made out of marble. Um, it has a domed ceiling, four pillars, one on each corner and uh, a metal gate that enters it. Um, other than that, in the middle of the property is a massive uh, mansion. Um, if you think of like the X-Men mansion in the X-Men movies, it's something kind of along those lines. It's just really huge, probably like a dozen rooms or so. Um, really, really highly uh, detailed, like very beautiful. Um, it has... Uh, these buttresses on each corner of the, the main building. Um, and the, the roof is high enough that you can tell that it has at least uh, two stories and probably a third within kind of the roof cavity. Um, there are windows all over and a lot of, um, of chimneys, uh, small chimney pipes, as well as large chimney, uh, like brick chimneys as well. Um, the front main entrance uh, has a bridge that crosses it. And in order to get into the door, there's a stairway. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the house. I say that we just break it and then shoot up the place. He'll never be expecting it. I mean, there is, I think, some merit to that idea. I mean, we could, of course, go a classical way and go down the chimney and get dirty all over and look like shit. So I'm uh, more inclined to just go for the front door. Ziggy's kind of eyeing the hedge maze there. There is the hedge maze. There is the hedge maze. In, Kin in, uh, in Kincaid's mind, there's a little like comic book thought bubble and it's just has him just like mowing down the hedge maze with some lasers and <laughs> just like laughing yes there is a hedge maze 
I'm just saying all work and no play makes a very dull game. Right, so. right. I get the reference. Still can't believe okay. that bloody happened. Uh, yes, an absolute tragedy. And it happened twice. But in any case, um, there's the mausoleum. Do you think, and this is a very curious thought, but do you think that there's an access point between the mausoleum and the crypts underneath and a labyrinth? This is the stupidest idea I've ever had. But do you think there's an access point between the mausoleum and the mansion? Underground, maybe. Yes. I mean, it sounds about right. Yeah, these eccentric, rich fellows, they sure like their hidden passageways. You, you know, I bet if we went into his private library, we could, like, pull out a book and, you know, it would be a secret passageway. So I'm betting that if we go into the mausoleum, there's going to be, like, a secret passageway leading to his library. Yes, because sometimes you really think you're going for a book, but you're actually going for a corpse. This is true. It wouldn't exactly be the most sanitary. That's uh, that's why I don't read. Uh, uh excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I'm capable of reading. I just choose not to. Uh, I know everything I need to know. Uh, you, you did read the mission dossier, yeah? Nope. Oh, this is going to be a fun time, isn't it? Cliffa, if I don't smack him, will you? Yes. Yes, I will. I love you guys so much. I think that electronic liver of yours needs to work a little bit. You're still obviously a little bit drunk. Um. Oh, that's right. You know, I do I do have 0.3986% blood alcohol level. Okay, now I'm good. I'm good. Oh. Uh, right, shall I send one of my boys down and uh, see what's going on in the mausoleum? Might as well. And with that, Ziggy's going to split into two, and one is going to shift into his wolf form. Interesting choice. Okay, how are you getting across the fence? To be fair, we could scale. You could try and scale. Cliff would just Or jump off. out of a car. You could. That's an idea. Uh, some of you can fly. It's me, right? I'm the floater. You're. You are the floater. <laughs> Hmm, You're the crazy. squid closet. Okay. You're the squid game. <laughs> you are. You are the. Squid I am the squid game. game. I am the squid game. Um, why don't you just fly us up there? I mean, there's no reason we need to make this heist any more complicated than it needs to be. Well, last time I did that, you complained about all the mist getting going up your nose and into your lungs. It's a little bit of a suffocating experience, but. uh where? I mean, you were trying to silence him. He was being quite noisy with those gods about. Well, I suppose we'll give it a shot, won't we? All right, let's do it. From an adjacent building, you guys are going to try and float in. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Cliffa, roll face danger. Uh, minus one, since uh, you're carrying these two knuckleheads. Yeah, that's thanks to me. I'm so... Oh. Yeah, okay. So you got a nine. Um, oh, it's not so terrible. 
Yeah, so you try, but you miscalculate, overestimate, flinch. I give you a worse outcome, tough decision, or price to pay. So, uh, worse outcome, uh, you guys don't make it into the the yard, into the, the compound. Uh, instead, you land on the outside of the main gate, um, which would be the worse outcome. Tough decision, one of the guys is going to drop. You can choose which one. And a price to pay is one object uh, that you guys need will be broken. Uh, I kind of want to drop Ziggy. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Ziggy can handle it. Okay. Uh, So, (laughs) Cliffa picks up Ziggy and Hunter in a cloud. She she disperses into this mist. Uh, You guys start being levitated, lifting up. It feels kind of like fun at first. It's like being in a hot shower. It's real misty. Uh, And as you guys are floating over, I... Cliffa starts making straining noises. Cliffa? No, I'm not used to this. Have you gained weight? And I'm speaking at- to all of you. It's Christmas. <laughs> I've got a lot of pigs in a blanket. You know, that's fair. I mean, and- no more than usual. And as he says that, Whoop! Ziggy just falls right out of the cloud. Oh, you bleeding like... thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have any regrets now that you've said that. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do, uh, Ziggy? <sighs> um, well, I suppose Ziggy could do the wolf form thing and try and land on something. What's uh, clinking fast? What's nearby? Wolves always land on their feet. That's uh, cats, cats, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got really good hearing. Um, let's see. You've got hardened claws in your... Uh, it's Your human form is your normal, or like your transformed form, right? Yeah, he always disguises human, but wolf form is his actual form. Okay, so in your human wolf hybrid form you uh you do have your hardened claws maybe you can use those to like grab on the side of a building you also have regeneration maybe maybe you won't die <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh here you go you you have metamorphosis oh but that doesn't help in this it's only if uh, he touches something and we never did decide how long that actually works for Listen, when you wake up from being unconscious, you will wake up as a bug in a bed. And, you know, that's metamorphosis for you. I'm going to say Ziggy's going to try and latch onto the side of the building with his hardened claws. Okay, roll face danger. I hope you pass or else she'll transform into chunky spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Have some spaghetti. Is it mom's spaghetti, though? That's the real question. It'll hit the spot. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you roll yet? What's happening? Oh, goodness. Huh? <laughs> yeah, roll in okay. roll 20. Oh, he did. Oh, I no. can't tell did what I roll rolled. In, uh... You rolled a four, my friend. Uh, I'm, popping, I'm popping a card. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's going to use a wild card. What's your downside, Ziggy? Oh, uh, his weakness is blood. Bloodthirsty. Yeah, he's bloodthirsty. 
Okay, so that just means soon your your downside will come into play. Well, that that ought to make things easier for you guys, huh? Uh huh. You have a pissed off wolf now. <laughs> um. Okay. So so as you are falling, what happens? For the briefest of moments, there is a whistling noise going between Ziggy's ears. Uh, thinking fast, he flips his coat open before shifting into wolf form and latches onto the side of the building, and there's a big claw mark as he slows down before finally stopping. And grumbling, he starts using his claws to make his way up. Okay, so it will take you a few minutes to get up there. While that's happening, Cliffa, do you just float you and, um, and Kincaid right into the property? What are you doing? Yep, into the property towards the mausoleum. Okay, so are you coming uh, from the backside of the house, as I described it, or are you coming over the house? Um, kind of on the backside of the house, I think. Okay, Cliffa, you and Kincaid land safely next to the mausoleum. All right, we're down Ziggy, but I think we can, I think we can manage without him. Well, hopefully he rejoins us and doesn't kill me. But, um... I totally forgot we had an open channel. Ziggy, you, are you alive? No, I've been sitting here this whole time listening to you two bicker. Nice to see you, by the way. He's a ghost. R.I.P. One Zygamus. Or whatever Ziggy is short for. It's almost as if I could hear him as if he were next to me. Or in my ear. That's your cybernetics malfunctioning, dear. See, this is really effective for a talent. I can't tell if he's taking the piss out of me or not. Same. You're alive, Ziggy. You're not dead. Well, I mean, I'm alive, but not you two for long. At least as soon as I get up here. All right, we'll be heading into the mausoleum then. Uh, ciao. See you later. I best just not gonna see get you. in there and put on some pajamas. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay down in my grave so when you kill me, you don't have to move my body. I'm really thoughtful. Um, okay, so you guys go. What <laughs> I can do is make this a matter of convenience. Do you just open the mausoleum door or like. Okay, yeah, so you open the door, you walk in, and it's a pretty big singular room. In the middle of the room, there's like one sarcophagus. And then on the side of the room, there are multiple um, in the wall kind of graves with each with like a different name on it. Oh, I've seen this puzzle before. And those things uh, the children called video games. Uh, yes, uh, Kincaid, if you could move that one grave. Oh, to the right, about two meters. You'd be a deer. Are you? Are you talking about the sarcophagus? Yes. Okay. But Cliff, uh, I think you should know something about me. Why? I'm terrified of mummies. I don't want there to be a mummy in there. It, it, that there it's, it's just a dead body. It'll be fine, dear. If you want, I can make sure that there's nothing... Just move the damn sarcophagus. For God's sakes, I'll try and do it. Uh, I want Cliffa to try and move it, and I want her to fail, but we'll see. <laughs> With uh, my zero let's... muscles. <laughs> yeah, so 
You know, just saying, I don't think he was quite right you, after you that restaurant incident. Uh, so, yeah, you try to move this with your physical body and you have zero luck. It is not moving. Not hey, you know what? I think I will roll muscle. Did I yeah, roll it? You Nine. did. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, I succeeded at straining myself, but not breaking anything. Yes, you have not hurt yourself, uh, but you do look less cool than you were hoping. <laughs> Way less cool. I am disappointed. Um, but as you are pushing on the sarcophagus, you do hear like a click sound and the top of the sarcophagus slides open. And in fact, there is a mummy in it. Ah, uh, um, Kincaid immediately draws his laser rifle and shoots it. OK, roll uh, clash. You got it. I clash with brains. I don't know how that works, but it does. It is fun. <laughs> so it's the cybernetics. Wild. Nice. So you wow. got uh, an eleven. Uh, it's you not clash with brains more often. Yeah, it's not um up, upgraded at all, is it, or advanced? No. Okay. So on a ten plus, when you clash, so when you clash, you uh, get into a scrap with someone or something in any range, fist or using weapons. Roll plus muscles, or if you have a special move like he does, you can roll with a different stat uh, rating. Um, so on a ten plus, you do your harm and pick one. Uh, you do something showy, uh, plus one forward to you or another drifter. You aim at a weak spot, extra harm. You force them where you want them, or you take out a few, destroy one squad. Well, can I can I clarify something, Paul? Yes. Is Kincaid just shooting at a corpse, or is it actually getting up? Right now, it's not getting up. It's just it's just lay. It's a it's a dead body laying there. I'll do extra damage to it then. Okay. Um, yeah, so you jump back, you lay it out, lay into it. Uh, what weapon are you using? Uh, laser rifle. And what's the harm on your laser rifle? Uh, laser rifle does three harm, far burning and high tech. So, uh, um, nice. a little overkill. Okay. So yeah, you hit this thing with four harm and it lights on fire. Um, so you see it start to like you hit it and it kind of has that like jostling that you get when you start hitting like an inanimate object with a lot of bullets. Uh, and then a second later, its arms like reach out and grab the side of the sarcophagus and it sits up really quickly and it's on fire. Oh, my God, I was right. Oh, what the fuck? Kill it. Cliff. Before fire. Cliff. Uh, uh just drops her entire axe like what no 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 wow no this is my nightmare well, this is rolling can uh get uh ziggy roll something here real quick yeah what do you want to do i'm gonna say ziggy's gonna roll clash real quick for reasons uh you're on the outside of the building right uh, i figured he would have climbed up by this point okay um, I don't think you're in the sarcophagus. You're, yeah. you're not in the crypt yet. Well, he's heading. To, I can easily wrong. say that he's heading towards it based on the skies ascent. Yeah, I mean, and you saw where it was. So, so you climbed over the fence. You jumped in. I'm gonna say since you have like laser claw things going on, I was gonna say he I just cuts through the fence. Uh, no, it's too too deep. Okay, I thought this was like a chain link. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's a it's a massive it's like three foot thick 
brick wall. Well, tall fences like, make good uh, neighbors, as they say. Yeah, like it's massive stone, stone wall. Okay. That's a barricade. <laughs> That's more less barricade. and more barricade. Yeah, so like like this place, imagine like a fortress. Like exteriorly, it has a fortress wall. And then all the things I described on in the uh, interior. Okay. Either way, he's making his way towards the crypt and he is going to make an attack roll. So you're like trying to run in and then attack. Yeah. Like something. Okay. Um, so, well, first off, you land and you're outside of the crypt. You're uh, go ahead and roll. Let's see, you already did face danger. Um, I think as you get to the top of the wall, uh, you do hear there like commotion and some laser blasts. But I think b- before you jump down, do you want to like look around at all? Uh, Ziggy's kind of committed at the moment, so I'm going to say he's just going to go for it. Okay, uh, so then I'll let you run all the way there and attack, but you're going to get minus one because you're like really huffing it. Okay. So do clash with a minus one. Um, and I think you do clash with your grit. Grit. Yeah. And I rolled an eight. Okay. So on an eight, uh, which is a seven plus, but not a 10, you pick one. They inflict harm on you or you find yourself in a bad spot. Uh, I think find, uh, since Ziggy was kind of rushed in this, it's going to be a bad spot. And what okay. he's doing is he's originally trying to attack Cliff, who I'm going to say might have ducked down and accidentally hits the mummy. <laughs> nice. Or like you attack like Cliffa, but she's like just intangible enough because she saw this mummy. She's like, I'm not going to be tangible now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you pass through her like she's a ghost and you like land on top of this burning mummy. You do manage to like land with your claws into it. What do your claws do? Oh, here we go. Plus one. So you do three harm. So maybe just put that next to your. OK, I'll do that. So it's three harm. Uh, hand and messy. Um, okay. So yeah, you land into it with these claws. Uh, you do three harm. Like you kind of like when you hit it, it falls back and you almost like pin it down and it kind of like wiggles and, and like, and then just stops moving. Uh, it's still on fire and smoke is coming off of it. Um, the bad spot that you're put in is you can't get your hands out and it's on fire. Uh, Ziggy starts panicking and is desperately trying to pull himself out of the uh, sarcophagus. Totally. I don't think you even need to roll for that. Uh, You just your arm kind of reaches out and spreads out as this like heavy mist and the fire goes out. Now what? Uh, Ziggy's going to hop out and kind of grudgingly nod towards Cliffa. Why are mummies real? Uh, you start hearing scratching in the all of the mausoleum's walls. Why are mummies plural real? What? This is my nightmare. Exactly uh, like this. Kincaid, just move the damn sarcophagus. There has to be a way out of here. Oh, my God. You know what he does is he just picks it up and he starts like smashing it against the wall. The sarcophagus? The sarcophagus. Oh, uh, Kincaid it's, only has a, a muscle of zero. You know what? You're right. I keep thinking that he looks <laughs> able, but he probably doesn't. 
Most of he, his cyber, he looks like Cable, but he's not very he's not. Super he looks like Kid buff. Cable. <laughs> yeah, most of kid his cable. cybernetics are in like shooting and stuff or hacking. Yeah. Um, then what Kincaid is going to do is he is going to um, he's going to try to push on it, but he's so Ziggy is actually really strong. So, uh, uh, well, I guess he's going to try to help his friend out. Then yeah. he's going to try to help help him get his hand out. Yeah. So Ziggy, you your warp strength lets you roll grit instead of muscle. I imagine that you your weird strength could also be like in normal where strength is necessary circumstances, but we could also imagine it as like sort of like a weird feral weirdness is what makes you clash using your grit. It's up to you. I kind of pictured it as a function of his seal. Like he kind of opens it a little bit and then his arms kind of like get these Tron glow lines and then he's able to just pick it up, uh, burning some extra mass. Okay. So I think he'll shift back into his human form and do that. Okay. Um, And remember to be keeping track of your power. So shifters have a resource called power every time they are in their shifted form. So if you were like a Power Ranger, for instance, as long as you're in your Power Ranger form, you burn power for every failure and some moves cost power. Okay. Um, yeah, so you don't have to burn any power, but just keep track of your failures. Um, yeah, so you, these lines glow out or whatever, and you push, and the sarcophagus does move over a little bit. Um, it seems to be a stairway down, but you do hear more skittering uh, and clawing down there. I think Ziggy's going to survey his surroundings before jumping into the creepy hole. That sounds like a pretty good plan. Uh, five. Oh, that's not good. Do I get any bonuses? <laughs> yeah, so you do get plus one. It doesn't help you. So go ahead and mark um, mark down a power. Uh, so what unfortunate uh, thing do you recognize? One unfortunate truth. Hmm. Ziggy recognizes that these look an awful lot like sentient bandages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will never escape these oh, things. Gosh. I change form. I change names. I go through multiple seasons. I will never escape this. Um, That's too boys, funny. Boys, I don't think so, that was a mummy we attacked. Um, yeah, and with that, you look down and one of these bandages on your legs and you start to feel energy draining from your body. Uh, lose one more power. I think in retaliation, Ziggy is going to use his uh, long range uh, absorption ability to try and get it back. OK, um, so I think with that, you just have to inflict damage, right? Yeah. For whatever damage you inflict, you get it back. Yep. So. Uh, I don't think you need to roll. You just do your harm. So I think you can get one harm, like one back and you absorb like it kind of crusts up and becomes really like stiff. Yeah. Okay. so, yeah, with that, it falls crust to the ground. You hear this like footsteps coming from below you. And also all of the like graves that are on the walls, you hear kind of like scratching noises. I think it's time for Cliffa to do her trademark move of throwing out a Miss Squid and not really caring about the consequences. Now, you remember what happened last time, right? 
Well, has that happened yet? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that oh. this is after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, she still might do it. She she really only has the one move. Uh, but yep. let's say she doesn't do that. Let's say she just like. You guys I, don't I, oh, have God. to go in here. Just just a reminder. There there is a lot of real estate on in this property. I actually so. think Cliffa would have been saying maybe we could just maybe 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 we should just restart this uh from a different angle. Although do we even have a way out? Yeah, you can walk right out the door. Yeah, we literally We already took out the mummy and the the, the, I, the, I kind of feel like we got invested on that on that and we just wanted to fight more mummies but I really am never in a mummy fighting mood I mean anything else sure yeah yeah we get it Kincaid you got mummy issues it's fine <laughs> we all got them yes it's too funny I, I like my mom we get along great anyway um let's uh right let's withdraw Let's let's let the sleeping dead lie. Uh, live and let live and all that, yeah. Yes. Kincaid is going to as they're leaving. Kincaid is going to kind of jam the door from the other side. And okay. as he's doing that, uh, can I leave a squid in there to cause some havoc? Okay, you can. I like how do, we're supposed do to be doing stealth here. Yeah, and you are supposed to be doing stealth. This is a distraction. I'm creating a distraction of a mummy army. <laughs> of a mummy army. Uh, how do you roll for... Um... It's too funny. <coughs> okay. Okay. Great. Cool. Um, mark one experience. So that's two so far. <laughs> I don't know how far you are from leveling up, but it'd be cool uh, if you level. It's five, right? I'm one away five. from leveling up. I'm yeah. two away. Nice. Nice. Great. Great. Uh, okay, awesome. so... Um, on a miss, you pick one perk and two flaws. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, how about it lasts as long as you want or can be dissolved easily? Is the one that's... perk? Yes. Okay. And now pick two flaws. Uh, violent and bloodthirsty. Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh boy! Kincaid. Is that really I a mean, flaw? Ziggy has someone to get into, uh, get along with now. Uh, okay, so you all get out. You close the cast iron gate. You manage to like lock it. Maybe you fuse it with a laser or something. Um, as you hear things starting to push the gravestones off of the the holes in the wall, so essentially it's like you know vertical. Uh, slots, right? That something's put into, and then there's a stone cap that's been put over that. And you hear them falling and smashing. Um, and as that's happening, Cliffa reaches her hand in and she starts concentrating. She says, "You know, let there be life or whatever." Um, and this mass of liquid starts to like congeal this mist into this ice creature, uh, which at first doesn't seem to have much of a form. But uh, a couple seconds later, it looks like a giant frost uh, mummy. Um, and it turns back and it tries to reach through the gate to get you guys. Uh, but its arms are too big and thick. And then it looks back and you can see like some of these other bandage wrapped skeletons coming out of the sarcophaguses and stuff. 
and it just picks one up and smashes it into another one and just starts smashing them. And like, it looks kind of like when a toddler is having a tantrum, it's just literally going like ape shit in there on, on all of these creatures. It's okay. not quiet, not quiet at all. Okay. You've rated us of the unholy undead. Okay, uh, I have a, I don't think so. I think I'm going to make them even stronger, but I think that's good. Um, okay. Yeah, and you do notice as as it's smashing the skeletons and the bandages are falling off, they start to move on the floor like snakes towards it. Okay, okay. All right, I think I have a handle of this now. I, being Clifford Kelioska, mastermind, have created a distraction. Are the guards hearing any of this? Uh, yes. They're gonna. You, you're starting to hear, like, footsteps, and some of the, the lights from the towers are starting to move in this direction. Ziggy is going to find a hiding spot and shift into his wolf form. Cl- Cliff okay. already has. Uh, does Cliff just turn into mist? Yep. So it's just <laughs> Kincaid standing there like, hey, where'd everybody go? I'm picturing Kincaid just holding a tree branch over his Kincaid head. over here. Kincaid, over here. Just over here. Uh, uh. Okay, so between you guys and the maze, there's a small forested patch. Uh, it, it There's no... We can just walk through it, right? As far mm-hmm. as we know? Yeah. Okay. I guess then we walk through it. I dropped a sketch of the layout into um, the lobby. Hi, Josh. Oh, is Josh listening? Sup, dude? Salutations. Salutations. It's funny because okay. when we're doing a live show, we can do stuff like that. Um, so there is a, a map of the layout. Um, there's probably a tower towards the back, too, but so lights are kind of coming towards you guys. You guys ended up going into the the trees. You can see kind of the like weird cloud shapes. That's trees uh, right above the maze. I figured that was just Cliff's handiwork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we going to go through the maze? Uh, Ziggy and Wolfform's going to nod. Ziggy and Wolfform can't talk. Although I do have an idea. If they're all distracted by the mummy, now is the perfect time to go for the chimney. I just have to lift us up and do it correctly. Ziggy is glaring at you right now. <laughs> we'll go for the maze. Uh, I trust you very much. I, th- I think. And Ziggy's going to split off into two again, and one of them's going to go hide in the brush. For reasons. Okay. okay. Um, Cliffa. So yes. the only problem is, what if the chimney is not me-sized? Well, you know, because I'm gigantic and a cyborg. Simply plus your way through? I don't know. We'll just go. Okay, where are we going to go? Once we get through the maze, then we're just near the front. Where do we go from there? A window? That will be easily protected. Ziggy's going to shift his head from a wolf's head to a regular head. Oh, for you know, you're the one that can fly around, right? You're the one that can see these chimneys, yeah? Yes. We could try the chimney. There's probably a big chimney 
Well, what I'm saying, love, is you should scout around, be all sneaky-like with your mist form, and uh, let us know what's going on, eh? Fine, I will do the scouting of around, if you so insist. Sounds good. Uh, we'll do it live. Uh, are you kidding me? Oh, oh no, that's different. Oh, you got an eight. Okay, okay good. <laughs> okay, thank God. Um, okay, so on a survey your surroundings uh, role, when you get an eight, you can ask one question. It's my best way to diverse break in. Probably escape. <laughs> pro- pro- probably, probably escape. Um, are you asking like in terms of chimneys? Can- Let's do some chimneys. Okay. For so, Kincaid. Uh, what's um, the best way for Cliffa or for you to be able to get him in? To get him in. You definitely think a window is a lot easier than a chimney. You could just throw me. I trust you. You could go in. window has sensors. So I think what you think is like, oh, if I go in through the house, in through a chimney, I could open a window and then they could just climb in. Fine. Here's an idea. I will go through a chimney. And then I will see if there's any sensors, if any of these windows are uncensored, and I will simply open up the door for you. So I will go through a chimney. That sounds deceptively easy. It almost it almost sounds too easy. Maybe we should make this more complicated. Right. Let's go for the crypt and deal with all the mummies. Nope. 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 Then we go with my idea. Okay. My team yeah. going for the crypt was also my idea, but uh, Cliffa does not mention that. <laughs> um, nice. Okay, right. so so you're going up on the roof and trying to go in through a chimney. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if looking at the map, can you tell me which kind of part of the house you're trying to go into? So kind of closer to the... Probably kind of closer to the middle of the house. To the middle, not the maze. Um, I mean, I could get like, yeah, because we are going to have to open a door for Okay. Oh, yeah. Whichever is the closest chimney to where we're at. And then you're just going to go down and try and open a first floor window. Is that what you're thinking? Or a second floor. Does um, Kincaid have a repel gun? Um, is it okay if I say that, like, he can shoot his cyborg hand and the cyborg <laughs> hand can grab, you know? Come on, you can't have this cable-ass character not give him a repel gun. It is 1992, and this man needs a repel gun. And patches, just non-stop pockets. Um, thought we were talking about different patches for a sec. And Kate opens up one of his pockets and, uh, Takes out a handful of Skittles. Yes, you can definitely have handfuls of Skittles. Um, oh, you've got a bio weapon now, huh? Okay. Doesn't help. <laughs> but it's funny. A viper knife, a chain, a charge pistol, and a hand cannon, and a shotgun. <laughs> You're telling me this boy doesn't have a repel gun, but he has every single other gun that man has ever He's got a devised. weapon. I could, I could imagine you might swap out one of these other guns for a repel gun if you want. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? So many choices. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. You probably don't need a pistol. Okay, while this is happening, Ziggy, uh, 
One one of your guys is is hiding in the trees. What's your other guy doing? Well, he's currently waiting for one of the guards to run by, and preferably by himself. The the one in the trees or the other one is? The one hiding in the trees is waiting for a security guard to come by. Okay, what's the other one doing? The one that's currently hanging with the two who are arguing about what to do. Yeah, is he still in dog form? He's in the weird half form where his head's human, but his body's still a dog form. That is disturbing. Um, okay, so you guys are just kind of standing outside of the house where the spotlights are kind of going back and forth. Uh, so if you're not trying to find cover specifically, I'm going to have you roll face danger for that. Uh, Kincaid, you should probably uh, find a hiding spot for those uh, lanterns find us, eh? Yes, I agree. That is one thing I'm definitely good at. It is stealth and hiding. Uh, Ziggy's <laughs> going to shift his head back into wolf form, bite Kincaid's hand, and drag him into a bush. Nice. Uh, okay, so the only bushes nearby is the hedge maze, and I think as you get close to the hedge maze uh, and start to try and, like, kind of skirt the, the hedge itself, uh, the hedge pulls you inside of it. While that's happening, Cliffa, you have floated up to the roof um, and you're just picking one of these chimneys to go into. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to describe some some areas and you tell me where. So are you so quadrantly you've got uh, if you look at the map, we'll say the south. You can see kind of my north, north, south, east, west uh, compass rows. Um, so you've got the east half of the house and the, the west half of the house. Are you going to the east half or the west half? East half. Okay, in the east half, are you going to the south half or the north half? Uh, North half. North half. Okay, so as you squeeze yourself through this, uh, it's just a small pipe because not all the chimneys are like Santa Claus chimneys. Um, number one, uh, roll surveyor surroundings. Uh, you get a plus one for this. Well, that's good. How'd I do? Well, that's um, not right. Let me try that again. Uh, Doesn't like pluses. Okay, 11. I'll let you go with that. Uh, you got an 11. Well, the other thing was a zero. Because it's not. Of if you go over it, you can see what it is, but that's fine. Um, oh, so you got an 11. Bad? Oh, it was bad. It well, was bad. Uh, go ahead and ask two questions. I think I'm a, Cliff has allowed a little bit. I nearly choked to death. Live on podcast. I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, again, um... What is of use or valuable to me? And maybe what here is not what it appears to be. Okay. So uh, as you're looking around, you see something strange. There seems to be in this very small tube. Uh, you know, it's it's maybe like six inches across. Um, handprints. So that's what is of use or valuable to you. Um, and what was the other question? Uh, what here is not what it appears to be. Um, so I don't. I think the pipe is just a pipe. If you want to hold on to that, Nespawn <laughs> pipe. Um, so you come out into uh into a bedroom, and as you look around, you can tell it's a boy's bedroom. Um, you know it's it's very cliche, like a cliche kind of boy's bedroom. There's like blues and like dark blues bedding and. Uh, baseball bats and like sports paraphernalia. Um, and 
the first thing you notice is that it's got like a layer of dust like over every surface. Um, do you want to roll or uh, use your other question in here or you want to hold it? I mean, I use both my questions, but I think, yeah, I kind of I mean, we are looking for an action figure and I'm in a boy's bedroom. Probably where the action figure is, so why not in, just look in, for that? In the bedroom of the collector's house? Yeah, he left it in the boy's bedroom. It's thematically appropriate. Okay. I don't know. Let me see. Let me, I guess, is that here? What is the um, user valuable to me? <laughs> sure. So as you look around, uh, you notice that there is nothing... Um, like there are no marks or anything in here. There's this layer of dust. And then you also notice that there are boot prints um, that come from the chimney where you are and enter into the house. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I do not like that. Um. Can I inspect these boot prints more? Do they tell me anything? Um, they are from inspecting the boot prints. I think what you get is like they are older style boots and that this person is probably like six two, six three, and pretty heavy. You have got to be kidding me. But there's nothing that looks like an action figure in here that we need. I mean, there are action figures. There's toys and random stuff. It's a boy's bedroom. But not that action figure. Not the one we're looking for. Yes. Like, you how long that, How long yes. are you going to spend looking for it? Is there... I, I almost... Cliffa, n despite... Should know better. Nonetheless says, Hello? Is anyone there? You hear a boot like a creaking of the floorboards outside the door. Oh, shit. And she turns into mist. <laughs> okay, but so just kind of stays there, kind of frozen. Um, The door opens, and it's kind of hard to see at first because it's really dark in this room because um, it's nighttime and the lights are off. But uh, as your eyes adjust, you see this six-foot-tall man in a red suit with a red cap, all trimmed with white fur. Uh, he's got a large white beard and he looks in and he looks around, kind of his eyes kind of travel back and forth curiously. Um, on the floor next to him is a large red sack. Uh, he swings it up over his shoulder and then slowly and cautiously enters the room looking around. While that's happening, um, back in the hedge maze, so Ziggy... Uh, we'll call you Ziggy Prime and um, and Kincaid. You guys get sucked into this maze. Um, you're now inside of it. When you try to get through the maze to go out, uh, it kind of pushes you back almost like there's like a, um, the branches are moving towards the inside. Oh, man. Trying to remember which Harry Potter movie was that where they were in a giant maze? It was the Triwizard yeah, Tournament. Like it was the one called The Shining. Was it the Order of the Phoenix? It was The Shining. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Famous Harry Potter film. It the was Shining. The Goblet of Fire. Calm down. 
Harry Potter and the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Red Rum. I'll work in no play makes Harry a dull boy. Oh my goodness. The crossover. Um, for her. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you guys are in this maze. Uh, it's kind of like got an escalator sort of effect. Like if you're trying to walk down and up escalator as you're trying to go, if you try to go out. Uh, what are you guys doing? Kincaid is going to try to brute force the, this puzzle and he's just going to um, he's just going to like shoot, try to shoot his way out of it. Okay. He's got like all of his weapons out. He's and there's a, a, mo- a moment where he does like a montage. He's taking the guns out. He's got pouches. He's got grenades. He's loaded. Do you th- say anything to him, Ziggy? Ziggy is kind of like concernedly looking around like, uh, how do you turn this off before the crazy guy starts shooting everything? Yeah. Skittles. They're in one of my secret pouches. Uh, Ziggy, while this is going on, is going to survey the, his surroundings. OK, great. Uh, you get a plus one. Wait, are you in your your totally mundane form? Yeah, the, his normal form. Okay, you don't get a plus one, but you still got a 13, so that's... That's pretty great. ...to succeed. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, give me two questions. Uh, what is our best way to escape? Okay. Uh, so as you look around, you can see that the path seems to be pretty clear, and it doesn't look like a hard maze to solve. And what here is not what it appears to be? Um, are you moving through the maze, or are you staying put? Right now, Ziggy's trying to figure out if it'd be more efficient to let Kincaid do his thing or to just walk through because he very much feels like this is a trap. Okay, so as he starts powering up weapons, you notice that some vines start to kind of like make their way from within the hedges towards the edges, like out towards Kincaid. Uh, And you also see that they have a lot of uh, thorns on them. Okay, Ziggy is going to whack Kincaid at the back of the head and then uh, point one pot the vines. Oh, dang. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to unload all of these. And then he does the the same exact thing in reverse. (laughs) Nice. Great, great. Um... Okay, and then your best way to escape is you feel like you can navigate this maze. uh, But as you're looking around, you just get the sense that. um, That there is like hidden danger. Um, Let's see. What were your two questions? I just want to make sure I'm giving you enough. The first one was the escape and the second one is what here is not what it appears to be. Yes. So also with what's not what it appears to be, you notice these just slight, like hardly noticeable symbols covered in a fine layer of uh, of gravel like this white gravel. So it's a very pristine looking maze. You've got this just beautiful hedges that are dark green, this white gravel that makes the path all the way through it. Um, But within the gravel, you notice and because you're closer to the ground, too, uh, that there are these like little symbols kind of like sporadically placed uh, underneath the gravel. Ziggy's going to kind of walk up to one, sniff it a bit, and then kind of point at it. 
Uh, well, Kincaid's looking. Like with his nose. <laughs> He's gonna raise his pop and make a come hither motion with it. Alright, uh, Kincaid leans in closer. Okay, you see what he's pointing at. Er, Ziggy's going to point to the... Uh, I forget, does Kincaid have like a little cyber monocle or something like that? I'm sure he does. Okay, he's... Yeah, I think one of his eyes is just straight up like a laser, right? Okay, he's going to point towards the laser. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's the last time we go to a children's party again. Oh man, they're never gonna let me back in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Worse than the bite is seventy six. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Ziggy's going to point at his eye and then point at the runes. Like, uh, figure it out, genius. Okay, should I roll brains to figure it out? Probably. Okay. Well, idiot savant, let's go. Nice. nice. So that was also a survey of surroundings. So pick two questions. Um, uh, one second. Uh, what is the best way to traverse Raycon or escape? Uh, he kind of already got that. Oh, okay. Well, yes, that's true. Uh, what here's of use and valuable to me and what is about to happen? Okay. So for what is about to happen as under closer inspection, um, I think we did say that you have some sort of like, uh, can I change? Can I actually change that to what here is not what it appears to be? Sorry. That, instead of which one? Instead of uh, what is about to happen. I think you're going to want that one. It's a good one. So, um, so as you're looking, uh, you flip on your x-ray vision, which I think we established you had in the first arc. Um, and you see that there's wires coming away from this symbol on the floor and you can immediately tell it's some sort of trap trigger. What's your second question? My second question is what is of use or valuable? So I think you noticed like as you're looking around to the various traps, uh, these sigils, that there's one that doesn't have any trap, like no wires or anything going to it. You surmise that if you step only on that, those one symbols, that you're not going to trigger the traps. Can I make a suggestion, Paul, since it's mm -hmm. Christmas? Sure. Um, first of all, would you consider Big a Christmas movie? No, not really. I was kind of thinking, you know, like... If it's a musical? Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top six plays. Uh, Jingle Bells plays every time you step on the uh, the thing. Carol of the Bells actually plays. Yeah, Carol of Bells. If we escape, can maybe we have a, like a montage of like Kincaid and Ziggy like jumping on the right, jumping on the correct ones, but like every now and then we'll accidentally stumble and like vines will shoot up and but we we do make it out yeah. to the music of carol of the bells sure 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 um okay so you guys uh are what is your plan here so you've you've been able to identify which ones not to step on um which like it's kind of like cobblestone but with this fine layer of uh 
of gravel on top. Also, it is snowing lightly, which doesn't help. Um, so now you just got to traverse your surroundings, get out of there, or I don't know, take a nap. <laughs> uh, no, Kincaid is going to, um, he's going to use his laser eye to uh -huh. find the patterns in the snow and step on the right ones. Uh, yeah, so you guys start slowly making your way through the maze, uh, not stepping on the trap triggers. Do you do you step on any just for fun? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. He doesn't tell Ziggy first, though. He just wants Perfect. to see what would happen. Oh, Perfect. no. Um, okay, roll a d4. Yay. And then it's evens or odds. Okay. This so, can only end uh, well. So you step on one of these, just you're like, I wonder what it does. And uh, you hear this strange sound, like this deep rumbling sound. And when you look back down one of these hallways, uh, you see that out of the ground has come this massive boulder. Um, and you didn't notice before, but the ground is like all slanted just slightly as this boulder starts rolling towards you and Ziggy. Uh, give me a face danger. By the way, Ziggy totally slaps his uh, face, his dog face with his paw at this. <laughs> well, I don't think you knew he did it on purpose, at least. Ooh, nice. Oh, good. Oh, no. <laughs> so... That's so Stop funny. It's okay. uh, so Frank Frank got ten. Uh, Ziggy King got a ten. Will die every adventure. Kincaid got a, a five. Um, yeah, your health is back to four right now. Um, so you uh, you <laughs> start to run, and I think what happens is you accidentally set off another trap, and the other trap shoots you with uh, with some arrows and causes you to fall, um, and the the boulder like runs over one of your legs. Uh, take two harm and your cybernetic leg is damaged to the point where you can like hobble. But if you don't address it, uh, you're going to be um, you're going to be going real slow. OK, um, Kincaid, you know, after getting through this maze, he's he's hobbling around um, and he's like, Oh man, why don't you go ahead, Ziggy? I need to I need to fix this up real bad. Ziggy's going to intentionally trip him on his good leg with his tail. Oh, you're such an asshole. Um, Ziggy glares like, and then motions the boulder like, "Who triggered it?" Are you guys going to? So in the middle of the maze, that circle is like a fountain. Um, are you just kind of sitting at the fountain trying to address your leg, or what? I I told him to go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm going to say Ziggy's going to stay put, actually. Leaving uh, Kincaid behind all by himself with a damaged leg seems like a bad idea. He could always self-destruct. <laughs> That's true. We could we, we could just find his cranial chip and bring him back again. Kincaid um, opens, like, a panel on his wrist, and there's a big old red button, and he, he looks down on it, and he's... <laughs> he's like, now is not the time. Uh, yeah. It's Christmas after all. That would be a real bummer. So one thing that you did notice as you're going through these uh, plants 
is that they smell like mint. And when you pluck one of the leaves, it, it actually has like a very soothing, therapeutic uh, kind of aroma. Um, Kincaid is going to grab a handful of them and smush them on his leg to try to fix it. Your cybernetic leg? Oh. It reacts well to mint. <laughs> one could say it goes back to a mint condition. Nice. That was a good one. Oh. Okay, well, while you guys are sorting that out, we're going to cut back to, uh, yeah, to, to Cliffa. Cliffa, what are you doing? Cliffa um, is kind of watching this guy walk around. And then she she kind of inadvertently says, Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's a creepy voice for Santa. <laughs> and who might you be, little girl? Cliff immediately clams up and s- tries to stay in mist form. <laughs> and she he's just like, like looking around and he's smiling. Uh, because you guys kept mentioning The Shining. All I can think of is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Jack Nicholson Here's Santa. Here's Nikki. Here's Santa. Oh, no. <laughs> Rudolph, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, Open the door. Um, but uh, Cliff, going to survey your surroundings, I guess. Do you want to read a tell? Are you trying to figure uh, out stuff re- about oh. him? Yeah, I guess that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, so you do notice that he zeroes in on your boot prints, which because you materialized for a moment. Uh, and so he's like looking at your boot prints and just like looking around real curiously. Um, so you got a seven. You can ask one question. What secrets are they hiding? Um, and you're just like looking him over. Or are you trying to get your mist like all up on him? Like what's your maybe what's- a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, so I think as you're kind of like rolling around him, this, this misty haze, a little bit of your mist goes into his bag and you realize it's a lot bigger in there than on the outside. Okay. Um, think Cliffa will whisper do you remember what kind of plushie you got me? What kind of plushie did he get you? Oh for real? Uh, well of course a land squid plushie. <laughs> she, she loves land squids man. You know how people are like horse girls in the modern era? Well, in the future, in Neon City, there are land squid girls, and everybody knows to steer well away from them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, So he, like, looks around and he's like, Well, little ghosty, I got you a puppy dog plushie, didn't I? Uh, Cliff was gonna attack him, I think. (laughs) Interesting choice. Okay, great. So power move lets you roll face danger to use your element to save you or overcome obstacles. And elemental combat lets you roll clash with brains, uh, which is what you did, right? Mm-hmm. 
So on a hit, you get to pick your attack style. Uh, it could be missile, wall, blast, or chain. I think um, I will do a blast. Ooh, although blast is kind of... Maybe I'll do a missile. So all of your moves are going to be loud. Like, they will create sound. Just so no, I just don't want to kill him. Two harm is pretty bad. I think one harm, close, far, loud. A missile oh. is good. Okay. Or uh, maybe I should make him... Maybe I should restrain him. I'll do Shane's. Shane's is also seasonally appropriate. Thank you, Bob Marley. <laughs> Bob <What>? Marley? <laughs> um, no, um, Shane's no cry. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's late. My music reference is very on point in the past five sure. minutes. Sure. Charles uh, Dixon, Dickens, I like it. Um, okay, so you are going to use change. That's great. Are you going to inflict Give harm on you, or you want to find yourself in a bad spot? I'll take some harm. Okay. So, uh, as you kind of create these mist to water to, uh, let's see, ice is a different one. So, you just have mist and water. These, like, hard liquid chains kind of form out of your mist and, like, wrap around him, uh, a, kind of, like, attaching into the walls and into the floor. Um, he is restrained. Uh, it does make this like loud, strange noise and it kind of reverberates through the house. Uh, he's like, hey, what are you doing? Um, and as he does that, his one hand that's holding the top of the um, of the bag opens the bag up a little bit and it sucks in part of your body like like instantly. Uh, take one harm. Uh, not I don't think you have any armor, but yeah, uh, armor, armor. Passing, piercing. ignore, ignore armor, armor um, piercing, yeah, armor piercing vacuum bags. Exactly. So it takes My one new band, <laughs> take one harm and uh, yeah, and it hurts. Um, I think this is making it difficult for you to stay in your mist form. So in order to stay in mist form, you're going to need to either like get away from here or like really concentrate. It's a missed uh, opportunity. I think I will actually. I think I will solidify, actually, because she's mad. It's okay. like, and she drops the effect and says, it was a land squid. And impersonating Santa is a serious offense. He, he looks at you for a second and uh, and he's like, well, aren't you the naughty one? And he puts his hand to his nose and he turns into dust and goes into the pipe, like the um, chimney. Oh, shit. I hate dust casters. They're the like, worst. Like, not dust. Like, he turns into, like, sparkly magic. No, I'm sorry. That's a dust caster. I know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate dust casters. This is the worst. Son of a bitch. I don't think she would know much about dust casters she might have heard she heard a rumor okay sure um <laughs> and okay, you so know dust and mist they're natural enemies <laughs> <laughs> true uh it gets all soggy just ask any beach <laughs> <laughs> um so we cut back to kincaid and ziggy um, Ziggy, did you actually leave Kincaid or did you stay with him? No, no. Uh, Ziggy, after seeing the boulder, is not letting Kincaid out of his sights. 
Okay, and actually we're gonna cut back to Ziggy Beta. Um, Ziggy Beta, after waiting there for quite a while, there is a guard that, that comes by. In fact, two guards. Um, they're kind of dressed in like, um, like warm kind of navy jackets. One of them is short and he has like a, a sock cap on his head. The other guy's tall with like uh, a little bit of scruff on his face. Uh, he's blonde with blue eyes uh, and he's kind of like limping a little bit. The short guy's a little bit wider uh, and he keeps like hitting him, the tall guy, and he's like, hurry up already. I'm sorry, okay? I'm just... You know, sometimes I get all up in my head. I, I don't want to hear about that. Let's go. We got to find these people. What do you do? Uh, Ziggy. You're not there. Uh, this is a, a different Ziggy. Um, Ziggy is going to wait until they kind of separate out. And the one closest to him, he's going to nail with his long range uh, life drain as well as use blindside on them. Blindside him, you're a sneaky bastard and can sit and wait for hours for your prey. You do plus two harm when hidden. And I believe okay. the life drain is plus two, so that's plus four. Okay, dang. Yeah, I'll just say that he just jumps him. Like, knocks him into a bush and knocks him out. Okay, so you, you're trying to get him away from Marv long enough to replace him? Yes. Okay, roll face danger. Okay, so uh, you get a worse outcome, a tough decision, or a price to pay. Uh, the worst outcome, obviously, is like he notices that Marv is gone uh, and like follows in after him. A tough decision is uh, somehow you will draw attention to the other you. Um, and the price to pay is that something will fritz out on your uh, the device that lets you do this and you won't be able to change into normal Ziggy like into uh, like anybody else like anytime you change until the end of this episode you'll turn into Larry oh boy um, I'm gonna go with the first one and since Ziggy's knocking him into a brush he's gonna quickly shift into him okay so, uh, so Marv follows in with him. Yes. So Marv knows, will know that you are like not Larry. That that's kind of what that. Oh, come on. Means. Okay. So. Well, that just means Marv has to die. Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're killing Marv. Oh gosh. Okay. I mean, that bloodthirsty does need to kick in after all. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Maybe like. Marv jumps in and he like cuts uh, his his face a little bit or something on the brush. And then like when he looks over and sees you, he sees like Larry on the ground and then another Larry. And you just see this blood dripping and he's like, Larry, Larry, what happened to you, Larry? I'm going to say Ziggy is not going to say anything. Ziggy's just going to go and uh, pop his claws out and go freight for the throat. <laughs> oh, gosh. OK. You could Roll. probably do an entire Rosencrantz and Guildenstern play with just Larry and <laughs> Marvin. Uh, just the day leading up to tonight, you know? Yeah. Larry and Marv. Yeah. And Larry's going to wake up and his buddy Marv's going to be dead. He's going to be like, Marv! Oh, Marv! 
Who killed you, Marv? I'm so sad. Maybe okay. Marv's really good at combat. We're about to find out. Yeah. He's a roll, guard. Roll clash. <laughs> I'm cursed. For the love of God. Oh my God, that's too good. You got a two. Uh, so that means you fail. Uh, I think what happens is Marv is good at combat. Um, you just spoke it into existence. So take an experience. Um, does that level you up? I'm at six at the moment. Oh, nice. So it does level you. Uh, cool. So think about what you want. Because uh, it'd be cool if like a new thing popped out during this episode. Um, so, yeah, what happens is you go to, like, dive at his throat and he does, like, uh, he doesn't look like the right body type to do this, but he does, like, a moonsault backwards and he kicks you and you go straight up in the air way further than you feel like makes sense, actually above the treetops. Um, and then, uh, like, you land kind of in the top of the trees and uh, and you're going to take uh, two harm, but it's going to be if you have any. Um, uh, it's not armor defeating um, and uh, take make sure you take the experience and also take down one of your um, your power. All right. So I think you're down to four uh, and then you just hear some like rustling and then you see Marv has picked up over his shoulder Larry and is running and he's got a walkie talkie. What are you doing? Uh, can't have that. So I think Ziggy's going to, since uh, Larry knows what's up, he's just going to hit him with a long range uh, uh, drain attack. Okay. You're going to try and get him with your drain attack. Yep. Roll clash again. Here we Good go. Luck. Marv is the uh, long lost Mario brother. Holy moly. Oh, oh I take, am take I another wrong? Take another experience no, point. I'm going to use my last wild card here. For real? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, what happens is like you feel this like intense burning in you. Um, and I think that you feel this need to finish him like up close. And so you start to do your beam, but then you just like can't handle it. He's getting away from you and he's moving pretty quickly. And so I think you have to like get down and get on him, but you do get a 12 to attack him. Um, so I'm imagining like, like an anime scene where you jump up and then it's like a shot of you in front of the moon. And then you like come down and actually like pounce on him, even though you're like 40 feet away. Uh, and your claws just go right into his shoulders for what three harm messy and you just tear up like his back he hits the ground uh he's he's bleeding but you notice that like when you pull your hands out uh there's also this black stuff on your fingers hmm um also you get one additional uh like pick for your for your clash Something showy, extra harm, force him where you want him, or, well, you can't take out a few because he's not a squad. Uh, force him where I want to. Okay, where do you want him to go? Kind of want him so to right go. So right now, you guys are near the mausoleum. Be kind of interesting to toss him into the mausoleum. Sure. With all the bandages. Uh, the mausoleum door is uh, closed, but if you want to hit him hard enough, I yeah, guess Yeah, let's that, go with work. hitting him hard enough. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so you hit him for three harm. He flies through the mausoleum door, 
uh, Larry falls on the ground. You look like Larry right now, except for your like beast claws. Um, as the door, like it's only like halfway open, kind of like bent a little, a big bandaged hand reaches out and grabs him. And he's like, Oh no. Oh, Larry, help me, Larry, Larry. And, uh, and he gets pulled inside. Um, Larry's unconscious. What are you doing? Tossing Larry in. <laughs> For real? Oh, God. That's too funny. Yeah. Uh, when you look in, do you look inside? Yeah, he's like, going to Just he's, he's morbidly curious now. Oof. Uh, roll face danger. The things he gets into for fun. And don't fail because you don't have any more wild cards. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess you could you could burn some XP. Yep, I got plenty. You got plenty. Two experience point for one wild card. Yep, I'll spend oh. those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll twenty does not like me tonight. No, oh. dang. God. I think he's very bad, unfortunate adventure. Uh okay. Um, okay, so uh yeah, you like peek in and immediately just this hand made out of these bandages reaches out to tr- try and get you. And you see inside of the bandages there is a ice hand in there uh that has now been like fully wrapped in bandage. It just about gets you, but you manage to do like a cool backflip and kick off one of its fingers, which just kind of breaks because it's brittle. It falls to the ground and then the wraps just kind of like fully in in go fit and then like start inching it back towards uh the main body i'm gonna say that uh ziggy bait has had enough of this bullshit and he's just gonna get the hell away from it seems like a good plan i've um, gotta say this is the worst thing to happen to ziggy since garfield premiered i figured this was the <laughs> god damn it to say this is the worst thing that happened when he was stuck on the couch and got thrown at wrecking ball yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so you uh, you start making your way, what, to the maze or to the outside of the house? Are you going to get in by yourself? What's your plan? Hmm. Well, I guess you do look like uh, Larry, like Larry now. Well, the problem is scans. with Marv out and this bio scanners every 30 minutes. I guess Larry's going to go check and see what the time is real quick. We'll give you 30 minutes. I'm generous. Don't say I never gave you nothing. Damn straight. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Beta's going to message Prime that uh, we have a 30 minute time limit now. Okay, Uh, so from where you are, if you go directly south to the house, there is a back door right in front of you. Okay, Larry Ziggy's going to go in. Okay, Um, while that's happening, we're going to cut over to uh, the Ziggy... Prime and our man Kincaid. What's going on with you guys? Have you spent enough time to fix your foot? Is that your plan? Yeah. I mean, I'll still be damaged, but at least I can get around a little bit. So um, Kincaid is actually, I mean, idiot savant is right. Like his hand, like his fingers will kind of unfurl into these complicated tools. Nice. He, He gets to work on himself and um, Ziggy Prime will watch as, I mean, I, I, I don't know what he's doing, but, um, he's putting his leg back together very quickly and it's- Okay, roll of, plus brains. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, you have two options here. You can either be rolling tree to wound, uh, which could also heal actual damage, um, or you can roll extreme cyberpunk makeover. Um, well, obviously, Paul, I'm going to pick extreme cyberpunk makeover. Nice. We're going shopping. That's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say, which is his new show on TLC. <laughs> so uh, Extreme Cyberpunk Makeover is a custom move I made um, so that uh, we can kind of like make cyberware more interesting within the setting. So to read the move, when you get new cyberware installed, roll plus brains on a hit, it's installed safely with only minor issues. Pick two. Uh Get two picks and one issue on a seven to nine pick one uh, pick like a perk and one issue. And on a mistake, take a minus one ongoing until you get some maintenance and then pick one and two issues. Um, so you get to pick two of the perks and no issues because you got a 10. OK, um, I'm going to say new narrative bonus. So he is installing a basically like. We're going to say it's a um, emergency medical system that floods his body with nanobots. So basically it's cumulative. So if he takes. So when it wears off, you still get all the harm. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. My apologies. Yes. Like it. Um, so that's one of the benefits. The other one is going to be, uh, well, he's got plenty of weapons, so. I'll take plus one to clash. So it um, it floods his body with adrenaline um, in moments of combat. So he, uh, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the cyberpunk anime, but like he is moving faster than the eye can see. So basically like he's going to be able to kick more ass. Okay. Um, so for these perks, like if there is like a face danger failure or something, um, this could also be a price to pay as things like this. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So he's ready to go and he's going to follow Ziggy Prime's lead. All right. Ziggy's going, he's kind of uh, looking around, to see if there's any further traps or goodies to look out for. Uh, are you going to do like actual survey through your surroundings? Yep. Okay, do it. And stop failing. Hey, blame roll 20. It's in order. Oh, oh. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> Hang on a second. Um, oh, this is good. <laughs> Tanner, this is do you, you want to roll uh, and help him out? I would. So r- roll into hand. It does funny. plus two. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. So plus one. Gives you a plus one. Oh, no. Is that enough? Uh, yeah, and you don't want to roll, use a wild card for this, probably, right? No, um, no, no, like no, no way. You know what? I will use one of my wild cards. Actually. Yeah, because that will bring both of you up to success. So that'll give you a seven, uh, Ziggy. And on a 10, you also get a plus one standing. Uh, so maybe, um, Ziggy, as you're like scouting around and stuff, um, with, with uh, Kincaid's new like hyper move, stuff he's like hyper moves and stops your foot before you step on another one of the trap settings and he kind of like points over towards the uh the fountain what what um question did you want 
Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Ziggy. Okay, um, let's take a look at those. Um, once again, what is our best way to escape here? Best way to escape? Yeah. We're still trying to get out of this maze. Yeah, you already have that. Just don't Um, step on the the things and then just walk out. Cancer, just leave. Just get out. (laughs) All right. Cyberbullying isn't real. GTFO, bro. Can't really use what happened here recently because we know exactly what happened. (laughs) You stepped on rakes repeatedly. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Steal Bob. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cliffa had a very special moment with Santa. All is going as it should. Um, what is about to happen? Um, like say this might be a good point to check in with uh, Ziggy Beta. Oh yeah, that that's not gonna. So this it's more of like what you can determine is going to happen in your vicinity. Um. Another one might be like what's being concealed here. Okay, that you yeah. Noticed or what's being concealed uh, here, or what it here is not what it appears to be. Yeah. So as you look around, you're right by this fountain. After a few minutes, you realize that you there's like a weird noise difference in the fountain every once in a while, like it's a looping sound. Can Ziggy pinpoint where this is at? Yeah, it seems to be coming from within the fountain. Uh, what is of use or valuable to Ziggy here about the fountain? Oh, you just get one. Uh, oh, just one the one. Question. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ziggy's going to kind of motion to Kincaid and nod towards the fountain. Yep. Okay. He's going to follow along. You guys look at the fountain. Now what? Kincaid isn't clear on what he's supposed to do. Uh, right. Uh, Ziggy's going to do the head thing again. So, uh, you know, kind of figured you have those uh, special ears and all that, you know, cybernetics and all that. There's a weird sound coming from the fountain there. Wonder if you could uh, take a listen. All right. He will have a listen. Yeah, he notices it after a few minutes, just like you. Uh, everyone. So it's basically sounds like this. Shh. So every once in a while, it sounds like almost a looped sound starts over. Hmm. I would like to investigate it further. What should I roll? Just tell me how you're going to investigate and I'll let you know. Oh, okay. Um, Kincaid is going to, um, he's going to like, um, take out a recorder. Like Mm -hmm. he's going to, he's going to take off one of his fingers uh, which, of course, is like a USB. You know, one of them's a USB, uh, and one of them is a microphone. And okay. he pulls off his finger, and it's got like a little wire attached to it. And he's going to bring his microphone finger closer to the fountain. Okay. You hear the noise. Like, it sounds like a recording of of, of water of a fountain that is looping. There's something hidden under here, I think. That's really weird that it's like a recording of water, like someone wants us to think that there's water here. It looks like there's water. But it sounds like someone is recording water. Right. Touch the water. 
You, you pull your hand out and it's not wet. Okay. Um, I would like to, okay. Uh, so he, he's going to tell this to Ziggy and he is going to look around in the fountain. He's assuming that there's some kind of like hidden doorway or passage. So he's going to be looking around for the switch. Does he like stick his head under the water? Like, how is he looking around? Yeah, yeah. He's going to get inside the fountain. He's going to stick his head around in there. Yeah, immediately he sees a, it's not actually water. And once he sticks his head below, he could just see it's a spiral stairs going down. Ooh, okay. So he grabs Siggy and, and he's like, that's good. Oh, man, that's crazy. Eccentric rich people. Um, no jokes about little Timmy in the well, please. Fine. All right. He's going to go down the spiral staircase. That's kind of cool. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you guys start heading down the spiral staircase back to Cliffa. Uh, Cliffa, Santa just went up the chimney. You're in a little boy's room full of dust. What are you doing? So to be clear, the toy isn't here. The toy is not here. Okay, well, it's time to find the nearest window and go back to plan. <laughs> um, which, I mean, at this point, Cliff is operating like two steps behind everything. So is there a window nearby? There is. You do have a microphone. I'm going to uh, contact, um, I guess, Ziggy. No, I'll con Ziggy's mad at me. I'll contact uh, Kincaid and say, Kincaid, status report. I'm about to open the window. There was a brief, um, I don't know, obstacle. Kincaid, darling. Sorry, could you repeat that, please? <laughs> Dearest, I am ready to open the window for you. Oh, man, I'm sorry. We've so moved past that. Uh, past the window plan. What's the new plan? Oh, we found a... Uh, wait, you're inside the house? I am. So why haven't you found the action figure? Well, this is the part where I bring you in. You help me find the action... Fine, what are you doing? Um, we're in the fountain in the middle of the, um, edge maze and there's like a secret spiral staircase and we're going, you know, it, it sounds like you have this adequately well handled, whatever you're going on a mystical, magical side adventure. Um, I wish you well on that. I hope you find the mushroom at the end of the rainbow or whatever. Um, I'm going to go look for the action figure. Goodbye. Wait a minute. Was she making fun of me? I click off. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn back into mist if I can. Yeah, I and, think you can. And I'm going to go through the crack in the door and start looking around the hallway. Okay, so when you go out the door, what you see is a you're on the second level, uh, kind of on a, a lifted up mezzanine. Uh, so right in front of you, there's like it's basically a hallway, but one side is missing and you're looking down into the entryway of the house. Uh, and there are two um, rows of stairs that come down curved right and meet right in front of the main door. Um, and then there is a door uh, when you come out, there is a door on your left. And then there's one, two, three doors on your right. One of them in the middle is much bigger. 
I will go through the big door. Uh, just as mist? As mist. I will go under the door. Okay. Um, you enter into this room and it is a very, very plush office. The back wall is nothing but windows. Um, there is real wood everywhere. A chimney uh, to your right. There's a sitting area and then straight in front of you, there is a really nice desk and sitting at that desk is a slightly older man uh, who is doing something on a computer. Well, like his computer is built into his desk, though. Um, Okay, I want to I want to try something. I'm going to exit the room in misform, still manage to knock on the door and try and get him to come out the door and then lock him out. Okay. It's a little complicated, but what do I need to roll for that? <laughs> um, Subterfuge. <laughs> Fix it, hack it, or wreck it. That's it. Probably Games face danger. Two. Okay. Uh, drift into danger. Face into danger. Dr okay. Nine. Oh, of course. Okay. Um, okay, so you got a nine, which means you miscalculate, overestimate. Sorry. Or flinch. Uh, I give you a tough choice, a worse outcome, or a price to pay. Uh, the worst outcome is you don't get the door locked. A uh, tough choice. Let's hold that for a second. So as you're kind of like floating in here, do you just stay kind of a mist upon the floor? What do you do? Yeah, kind of. And then you just kind of like come in and then move right back out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as that's happening, you hear on a radio, uh, like on his desk, you hear, headquarters, there's something. And the man like looks down and then you see him like swiping some stuff on the screen. And he's like, that was faster than I imagined. <laughs> Ooh, so much fun. So much fun to be had. Terrifying. I guess Cliffa will continue to go with her weird plan. Oh, no, you okay. ran to Bjuk's uh, unknown brother. Oh, um, no, it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> two more arms pop out of his side. Turns out Bjuk's is just really rich and he does it for fun. Um, no, just you know, that would fit Bjuk's. <laughs> Look all of my books and my real books. Uh, I'm not an oh, idiot. I don't after even know all. what these are. They're just, you know, volumes of pages of paper. Look, who puts paper inside of stupid covers? Um, yeah, so he gets up and he starts to move out the door. And what happens is uh, he opens the door to like look out and he goes, Ho, ho, ho! And then you hear some footsteps, like, on the roof. Man. <sighs> Cliffa still locks him out. Okay. Um, okay, here's what can happen. Um, for a worse outcome is you get the door closed. Somehow you get him out there, but you can't get it locked. It won't lock. Uh, tough decision is... You can lock the door, but you can either lock the door or get him out. You can't do both. Um, price to pay is 
as soon as you lock the door, his uh, security system turns on and you can't go back into mist form. You know what? I'll just lock him out. Lock him in his okay. office. And I'm uh, just going to go to the next room and see what's in there. So you go out and you lock him in? Yeah, I lock him in his office. Okay. Uh, do you like put some hard water in there or something to keep the lock from being unlocked? I create like a humidity situation. This happens with my actual door lock. That basically makes it so that it's stuck. Ah, you expand the doors. Well, okay. the locking mechanism. I screw with the locking mechanism. It, sure. For humidity. So he starts like uh, shaking the door handle and he's like, Oh no, I seem to be locked in my office. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you're going, woman. I wonder where you'll go. Oh, I'll be watching all right. Cliffa freezes. And you hear him walking back towards his his uh, desk. Okay, Cliffa is going to turn into misform and get back into that room. Okay. Uh, he's walking towards his desk as you do. Uh, what are you doing? I solidify in front of him. Like, so you move in front of him to solidify? Mm, no, I'm like behind him, I guess, by solidify. So you kind of like solidify and then land on the floor behind him? Mm-hmm. Um... He keeps walking and he turns and he sits down at his desk and he turns towards you and he's like, so <laughs> what are you here for? Obviously not just to play with me. You very, very wish. How about this? How much can I pay you for a certain toy? Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. As a collector, I have many certain toys like this one. And as he says that, uh, the strangest thing happens. There seems to be a claw forcing its way out of the wall of his house. And it pulls down. And as it does, it leaves a gaping hole. And a head comes out of this hole. And out from the hole comes a kind of disfigured face with a long white beard and these two horns that kind of curl back. Um, and then two arms kind of like come out, one, one with like chains wrapped around it. And it looks over at you. Hi, I just, I just need the turbo action figure. I'll pay. I'm over this. How much do you want for it? <laughs> oh, you think I would part with one of my collections? Not when I look to make another addition. <laughs> Let's see. There's a okay, shape-shifting dogman and then a robot action figure. And now... A liquid lady. How fascinating. No, there. Listen, 
Toys, action figures are depreciating in value in the market. Like, uh, they're just, there was too many of them reproduced. There's an oversaturation. And uh, right now, there's just, a, really, trust me. I mean, I've been trying to sell my old uh, Land Squid action figures, and you would not believe the pittance. So you could stand to make an actual profit off this. Also, I'm over this entire house. And whatever the hell, and she points at what I'm assuming is Krampus, that uh -huh. thing is. <laughs> hmm. Uh, roll sway someone. I don't think it's your strong suit, so. I, I have looks. Oh, okay. But nope. LOL. Damn. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> roll Absolutely does not, not because like she's us. like her ass off. The market is actually tilting up for action figures. Cliffa just is going to the wrong stores trying to offload her shit. Um, okay, do you... <laughs> Cliffa, owned by being bad. Oh, gosh. You tried That's to sell stuff. off all your beanie babies, but it was after the market crash. Um, yeah. But it's actually going up. She's just going to the wrong dealers here. Too funny. Do you... Are you going to take the, the fail? Yeah. Okay, love it. Um, I mean, the fates have decided this, that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, well, I think I would rather add you to my collection. How does well, that that's... sound? And uh, there's suddenly a pink light that starts to emanate around uh, the lighting on the top of the, the not building, the room. Um, and you feel like, a very uncomfortable feeling like somebody has got their hands on your arms and shoulders and like are holding you in place. You can move, but this is just the feeling that you're getting. Um, you also noticed that there was after he like said, ho, 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 there were some footsteps happening. And now you hear like the, the shuffling of something coming down the chimney. Uh, while that's happening, we're going to cut back to Ziggy uh, entering the house. So Ziggy you have entered the through the bottom, the back door. Uh, so you've gone across like a really nice patio. There's nice seating out here. It's all, you know, wonderful stonework and like colonnades and big bushes and all that jazz. Um, and you enter it in. And as you do, you can see from where you're entering all the way through to the front exit of the house. And there's like a big archway and where you are, uh, it's about a 10 foot ceiling above you, um, but you can see like a head where it opens up uh, into kind of a massive vaulted room um, to your left and your right. There are two doors uh, and then you could also go forward. Uh, Ziggy Bait is going to pop his head into the two, uh, check out the two doors. OK, so the door on the right uh, is a sitting room. There's a door on the other side of the sitting room and the door on the left is a small study. Uh, and then there's a door through that room as well. Uh, Ziggy's going to go into the study and pop his head into the other door. So in the other door, you stick your head through and what you see is the kitchen. And there is a tall person in um, like this brown, uh, like, matted cloth robe with a hood over their head, uh, kind of a burlap sack kind of situation. Um, and they're cooking something. They're cutting up something. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Siggy's going to check the study. Are there like a lot of books on the shelves or? Yep, there's there's a handful of books. There's some chairs to sit down. It's a pretty nice study, but like nothing stands out as you glance around. Uh, Ziggy Beta is going to roll survey his surroundings. So you want to look more specifically scrutinize the area? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Roll survey your surroundings. For the love of God. Did that include your plus one? Oh, no, that was hers. Oh, my God. That did include your plus one. That is so funny. Okay. Uh, So lose one power and uh, take an experience point. Uh, What unfortunate truth do you notice in the kitchen and study? I'm going to say that while Ziggy was looking, he didn't notice that the door opened and the figure with the burlap sack is now behind him with a butcher knife. Uh, yeah, we'll say it is behind him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get startled and you jump and you end up kind of like sitting into one of these chairs. And as you do, all of a sudden uh, you feel like you're being held down. And when you look up, uh, you notice that this person has a very, very hairy face and a very big smile. And they're like, hello, what are you doing here? Oh, did you come to see little old me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't find Larry, so uh, came in to check and see if he was here. I was about to ask <laughs> there, but uh, he seemed a little busy. Oh, is that true? Is this going to be a Larry? sort of somebody role? No, I don't I think Lars, so, sorry. Larry. Oh, man, I'm tired. I meant Marv. (laughs) You meant somebody other than yourself. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Yeah, definitely a sway someone if you're going to try and come back from that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Siggy's persuasive. He, like, leans over and he sniffs and he's like, well, you do smell a little bit tipsy, topsy turvy, but I'm, I suppose. And he like runs his finger down from like your neck to kind of towards your crotch area, not in a sexual way, but you feel something snapping as he does that was holding you down, and it's no longer holding you down. Well, to be honest, I haven't seen him about, but if I do see Marv. I'll be sure to give him his sandwich. And he smiles, this extended smile, revealing his, like, oversized yellow teeth with little bugs crawling back and forth. Ziggy's... All right, Larry. I was going to say, Ziggy's not trying not to lose his shit at the site. He's like, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing that for me. Yeah. And he, and he grabs you and he picks you up and, like, sets you onto your feet. And you realize that this person is very strong. Yeah, thank you. Of course. It's my pleasure. And then he walks back into the kitchen. Uh, Ziggy is going to get the hell out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, So you get out of there. Um, While you're getting out of there, we're going to cut over to Ziggy Prime. And... uh, and our main man, Kincaid. So you guys are walking down this hallway. Um, and 
What are you doing? Do you, are you doing? Well, I guess you're you're going down the stairs. When you got down the stairs, do you do anything special? Are you trying to be on guard? How are you? How are you? Um, navigating on guard. Um, as many guns out as I as is possible. Okay. So um, he he's not really sure where this is going to lead. Need, but he feels like it's going to get him closer to the turbo guy action figure or whatever it is at, at this point Kincaid has lost track of what exactly it is they're doing there that's funny so um yeah no he's just going to be walking down i kind of yeah. like the so, idea that ziggy's kind of walking alongside like he's an actually just like a companion dog okay <laughs> nice um it's pretty dark do you just like pull out some flashlights and stuff um, Kincaid has a flashlight finger. Of course. Okay. <laughs> it's his pinky. So it looks like he's holding his pinky out when he's holding his pistol. Like, like he's sipping tea. Um, absolutely plays it. Like he looks super cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem. So you keep walking down this hallway. Uh, Clifford, do you message them or anything? I am being restrained and facing down two incredibly creepy laughing guys. I have bigger problems at the moment. So you're not you don't alert them in any way? No, I don't want them to know that. I mean, even though they do know they're here. I mean, I, I've got to handle this first. So no. OK, Um. so after a minute or two, you guys get to the end of this hallway. It's basically just a circular hallway, like what you might see in like a bunker or something. Um, there's no pomp to this hallway at all. It's concrete. And when you get to the end, there is a submarine style door with uh, one of those like lights. Uh, it's like a light bulb, but it's in like a little cage and the light bulb is currently red. Huh. Um, I try to open the submarine door. It doesn't budge at all. Is there, are there any electronic components? Nothing that you can see. Literally just a concrete wall, like all the way around you. And then it, like nestled into this concrete opening is a, a door that's the same size as the opening. Stand back, Ziggy. I've got this. Ziggy stands way the hell back. <laughs> it's a good plan. Kincaid is going to use his bioweapon, which I oh. really should use more because it's super cool. Um, let's it see. It is going to be, let's see, devastating adds one harm. So it's going to be four harm, forceful, loud, stun, and high tech. So the trigger options are, um, or the downside. You really want to. Is unknown trigger, remote control, bloodthirsty, insanity, or uses one extra power. Uh, it uses one extra power because it's a shifter move. But in this case, we'll say like it it harms you one harm or something. Hey, remote. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll take. I'll take the one harm. So like okay. he's going to use it, and like it absolutely fries some of the circuitry, and it it actually really hurts him to use it. So okay at four at the moment, but I'm, I'm going to count it as, you know, I'm going to count it as, uh, as if he's lost the health from before. So yeah, um, he's going to use that and he's going to do the four. Okay. Um, you blast this metal door with this electrical, uh, 
power blast. Uh, it sends you sliding backwards, not off your feet, but it's very powerful. Um, Ziggy, I don't know if you've seen this happen before, but what happens is, uh, where does the blast come out of? Um, arm, absolutely. I'm thinking okay. Borg from Teen Titans. Okay. Um, but it's a bio weapon, right? So it's like coming out of your bio. <laughs> yeah. So the, the few remaining meat parts. Okay. So one of your arms has like a biological hand. Um, yeah. So like he holds his hand out and it like spirals in the middle and kind of like opens up and there's this like chamber sort of like thing happening in there. And, uh, and you see these like weird, like, uh, kind of forms like these weird, almost like thumbs kind of popping out the side of his arm where like venting energy is coming out. And this blast just shoots out of his hand, bringing like electricity down towards the um, the wall. And as he's doing it, his arm is kind of lighting up like a photofluorescent fish. Uh, so there's all these different like glowing under the surface of his skin, kind of like an electrical eel happening. Uh, lightning strikes off and hits like all over the place on the walls, uh, like leaving little char marks. Um, and it hits this door and the door is barely damaged. Mm, okay. Ziggy's kind of, uh, right. Uh, he's got his ears flattened and he's got his paws over his ears over the noise. Do you, I said, do you have any ideas? Imagine his ears are ringing. Oh God. That means Kincaid is basically shouting at poor uh, Ziggy. Yeah, basically. Um, I Ziggy, said, <laughs> um, Ziggy's going to get up and shift into his human form, and he is going to use his seal of the last celestial. Oh, okay. And I believe we're going to go for the super strength, and he's going to try and yank it open. Okay. Now, to be clear, there is a like airtight door in front of you. And there's a red light on. And it's completely sealed. So I just want to put that out there. But never mind. I like where this is going. So let's see what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you do your seal. So you've got a roll plus grit. Yep. So there's a chance that this could go terribly wrong. At this point, I'm accepting the fact that nothing is going right at all. So why not make it worse? The good news is that you do have three grit, so. Okay, thank God. Okay, on a 10. Okay, so on a hit, the seal opens and expands. Uh, so you don't have to burn anything extra. Um, then you can pick one to one to do any of the things listed. Uh, you're as strong as 10 men. You can leap uh, high as a building. You can heal yourself or others. Uh, your power creates an advantage. You temporarily unlock a power from the secret fighting arts. You destroy something massive. Uh, you save the unsavable. You can flash step over great distances or you can turn life force into key. Let's go with. Uh... And right now you have two life force to spend. Right. Let's go with uh, destroy something massive. Okay. Um, so you're going to try and pull this out towards you or push it in or just like what? 
I kind of like the idea of uh, Ziggy just getting tired of all this and just punching it in. Okay, so uh, Ziggy unlocks his seal of the last celestial. He's got this metal kind of like techno belt buckle on his belly button that spirals open. And when it does, there's just this like super intense, hot, bright light kind of happening. And these slowly these circuitry lines start forming all over his body until his eyes turn that same bright uh, blue light. And um, Kincaid, you can feel this surging energy coming off of him. Uh, I kind of imagine you just like walking over and like pushing Kincaid out of the way and then just walking towards the door. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you hit the door. Uh, go ahead and burn one of your life forces. Um, uh-huh. You hit it so hard. Uh, it definitely does destroy the door, uh, but it doesn't come all the way off. But it is now like pressed inward because this is meant to like withstand like submarine pressures. Um, are you, do you want to spend another life force to like get the job done or actually, you know what I could do is you could roll, um, face danger and we'll see kind of like how well you did, oh, or dear. you could take, the, take the first thing you can spend two life force or you can roll face danger and possibly spend one. Let's go for using up the life force. Uh, so after you hit it once and you see it's like not done I think you just get really pissed off and you just hit it again like a bunch of times Uh, and as you do this blue light like slowly starts dissipating and as you finish the door just like falls down in front of you as the last of this energy kind of courses off of your body Um, we're going to cut over to uh, Cliffa what up girl how you doing Cliffa has an idea. Okay, tell me your idea, Cliffa. Cliffa is going to smirk at Mr. Hasbrush, or however you say his name, and she's going to say, Well, if you want something so badly to add to your collection, I feel it only natural that I pay it forward. Do you know what I got as a gift as a small little girl that I so deeply, deeply wanted, Mr. Hashibushi? Hashi, Hashibushi, me? No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, Will, Wilson? (laughs) Sorry, I should know this. He's forgotten his own name, oh no. Will, it's Will Wilson, obviously. It's Winslow, Winslow, actually. Where's Um, Wilson? Uh, me? Oh, oh, it's Winslow Hasbro. And uh, you may call me the Toy Man. No, and, I think I'll call you Hoshirubra. And as he says that, he, like, sits down and he puts his hand on his desk. And you see, like, it reading his hand, like something is happening. And he's like, let me guess. Did you get a land squid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and as he does that, Santa Claus comes out of the chimney and uh, and is now standing on the other side of his office. So one side has the Krampus, the other side has Santa, and in the middle, kind of like near the door, is you. You can move still. To be clear, like mechanically, you just get a minus one to using any grit moves or any of your like uh, weirdness, and you you're having a hard time becoming missed. <laughs> oh, how right you 
are. How right you are. Do you know how big land squids get? I don't. Would you like to show me? I would love to see it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that, my mm. dear little man. I'm going to do my thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Okay. Do it. Squid closet? Squid closet? It's Squid Games, bitch. Yeah, I don't... I. That's a success, oh, but... An eight. Yeah, that's okay. I want to do better. I don't know. I'm almost willing to burn... A wild card to make that better, but it's a whatever. I'll take Almost it. Almost willing. No, I'm willing. I just wish it had been an outright fail rather than I, I will burn a wild card. I want this to be good. All right. The spark of life. You know what? On an eight, I picked two per. No, on a seven, nine, pick two perks and one flaw. You know what? I want a flaw. So no, I won't burn a wild card. Um. Uh, perks, it's huge. <laughs> okay. Uh, other perk, it's destructive. Nice. And, uh, flaw, it's, a uh, bloodthirsty. Okay, now, to be clear, these things can and often will hurt you also. The not, no, they can't. Yeah, because not it's me. not going to take the form that you want. And so oh. if it's anything besides water, it can hurt you. You know what? Yeah, fine. I'll let it take. I'll I'll uh, switch out destructive for take the form I want it to. Okay. So but is it mist or water? It is mist water, and it is a land squid. Okay. But it is uh, bloodthirsty. Okay. And huge. <laughs> Very important. Huge. How, how Fills huge the room. is huge? Oh, also Fills you the did room. You get a minus one that you still succeeded, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I I, I will burn. Yeah, weapon a seven. So, okay. yeah. So. Hang on one second. Have you ever seen 1000 Leagues Under the Sea or however the title goes? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is water plus one flowing and choking? Okay, so uh, yeah, you reach out. What does this squid look like? So he he's letting you do this. He's just sitting back with his hand on his desk, um, and as you start to like form this, what does this look like? It's a huge ass squid, but it's huge, and it's does it fill like dark. the whole room? Oh yeah, another squid closet incident. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're doing squid closet, baby. Okay, uh, I think it just forms it's good. all the way around you, right? Like it just like mm -hmm. envelops the room. You're in the middle of it, but you don't take mm -hmm. any damage from it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it is caught Santa Claus and the Krampus uh, who seem to be having a hard time with it. Uh, but the Krampus is kind of being pushed back into his own hole. And Santa's still really close to the uh, the chimney, um, which it looks like he'll likely escape through. Um, but it seems like it can't get near the toy man for some reason. Like, and you can kind of clearly see there's a dome around him. Hmm. Well, it's time to use my little knife to try and clash with the dome. Clash with uh, the dome? I'm clashing with the dome. 
I mean, it won't be a clash. It could be maybe a face danger. I can to try and cut through the dome with my little vapor blade. Oh, what's your blade? See, I that. have a blade. It's a liquid blade. You yeah, a liquid li- blade. A liquid blade. That's not going to cut through it. Damn. It's currently covered in water on all sides. Like, it's the water's like not doing it. So, okay. Well, he's he's just like very impressive. Very, very (laughs) impressive. Very impressive. I like it a lot. I do. I do indeed. What's your name? Eat my ass. And I'm just going to try and uh, get out of the room. Yeah, he just hears like, blop, 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 blop. <laughs> and uh, Cliffa tries to leave. Does she succeed? Uh, are you just like opening the door and going yeah. out? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, you did make the door locked. That's true, but I can sink through the door. Can I do that? Can I just miss uh, through the door? So, uh, roll face danger. All right. You could normally. Oh, um, very cool. You got a five. So the good mm-hmm. news is you had to have leveled up by now, right? Yeah, I have. I just happen to have the elementalist open right here. Maybe something would be useful. So you already have uh, elemental... S- Body and senses, spark of life, divine element. So here's a fun one. Force of nature. Uh, You're a walking earthquake, cyclone, forest fire, or tsunami. When you use your elemental powers, you can always choose one of these. It's huge. It's destructive. It's unstoppable. If you have elemental embodiment, uh, you can use these tags on yourself. I like creating a tsunami. Let's do that. <laughs> it's just like, you're just like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then uh, hear my pitch. I mm-hmm. think you do this and you turn your um, your squid into kind of like a tsunami and it just breaks the windows out behind his uh, behind his desk because it's nothing but windows mm-hmm. and uh and i think it just like pushes whatever he's in and his desk is in just out the window uh yeah so you see him flying out in this like egg-shaped dome of energy uh and his desk and his chair seem to be attached together somehow and he just kind of like hits the ground and he looks up and he's just like shaking his head like very interesting uh you can't really hear him from there though um now without that uh the power the pink like coursing power turns off um so it does not uh it's not stopping you from turning into mist now okay i'm gonna mist out the door and then i'm going to kind of solidify and i'm panting and I'm going to turn on my little things like, is anybody there? Uh, yeah. 
just uh, blew up, blew the bloody doors off. Uh, been a while. How you doing? I I found I found Mr. Husi Brucey. Um, ah shit! So he knows where we, so he knows we're here. Uh no, he's he's taking a little trip uh, down the down the river. So he knows where we're at. Great. He already knew before I ever walked in the door. Oh, son of a... This was rigged from the bloody start. It really was. I know. No um, wonder. No wonder Zig, everything's Ziggy going poorly. is glaring daggers at both you and <laughs> Kincaid. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, went into the maze. Um... I have no idea what bait is up to. Just, uh, but once again, knock the doors off of beta. what looked like a submarine. Uh, what my beta? other form. Oh. Why do you always split in two every single time with you? I try to vary it up with, you know. Yes, yes, you love to, uh, get your tentacles in places where they shouldn't be. I get you. <laughs> hmm. Did you, did you have to put it like that, dear? Yes. Come on, Miss Squid Closet. I understand. Let's hurry up and find what this is at and get out of here. I'm fed up with this We're place. Good. I'm just gonna take a moment. Um. So speaking of uh, Beta, what's Beta doing? Well, last we checked, he got the hell out of away from the creepy cook. <laughs> yep. Um, the Garinch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Come on back, Larry. Let's play. Um, Larry is gonna quickly Well, I was thinking it might have been a hidden room in the study, but now he's uh kind of uh going elsewhere into the house. What else is available? So across the hall was a sitting room uh that had a door on the other side of it as well. And then straight through the the big arch leads to the front door and also you could see stairs from there that go up. Let's go up the stairs. Okay. Um, as you walk like through the arch, you notice that there are some paintings on the walls and around and the paintings uh, seem to move slightly. Also, uh, you don't have to face danger for this, but as you step out from the, the arch, you hear like a clicking sound and suddenly there are uh, four or five paint cans coming flying at your head. Uh, I th I'm going to say that uh, Ziggy Bait is going to try and avoid that. Yeah, I think you just do. You're pretty fast. Um, so you avoid the paint cans and then you're heading up the stairs. Or yes. do you want to, like, look around for danger? Uh, let's do a face danger after that. He doesn't want something else coming up next. Uh, surveyor scene. Uh, the surroundings. Oh, my God. Not face danger, so. Oh, okay, so. You're, li you're lucky. You, you don't get that experience, but you also. Uh, um, yes, I do. Oh, oh funny. Okay, so. <sighs> I'm getting tired of this roll 20. <laughs> uh, you can reboot yours if you want. I'm rebooting it. Okay, uh, it's too funny. I know uh, how this goes. Just make me mind blast all night long, and it's just like four, 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 four. Well, this is basic stuff for Ziggy. I'm surprised we didn't end up blowing up half the building with the punching. So it's is mind blast. Um, gosh, 
That's just too funny. Wait, I get a plus one to survey, don't I? You do, yeah. Oh, so it wouldn't be a... It wouldn't be... It would have been a seven. Okay. Um, You do have enough for an improvement, I think. I do. I was kind of thumbing through before we uh, bought back to beta. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you get one question. Um... What is of use or valuable to Ziggy Beta here? In what regard? Uh, finding the thing and getting the hell out of here before the cook comes back. Uh, I don't think that you, there's really a lot of information that you can glean from that question. You that are context. here. This is over here. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, what here is not what it appears to be since we're looking for traps. Sure. Uh, so... You look around and you notice that the carpet looks really strange on the steps going up. And you also notice that the paintings on the walls move ever so slightly as if they're watching you. Ziggy Beta is going to toss something at the paintings. They watch it hit the painting and like look down and look back at you and then like freeze again like not like they're trying to hide it just like we know that seems, yeah that seems to be their their standard pose I think Ziggy's going to avoid the stairs now yep I think uh, after a little bit of effort you could probably make your way up the banister <laughs> uh, so at the top of the stairs um you see water dripping out from a big wooden door out of the bottom underneath it. Uh, and then there's also an open door. So you're I'm imagining you're coming up on the right side if you're facing into the house. Uh, so immediately there's a two small doors and then in the middle there's a larger door. And then on the left side there are two smaller doors. Um, the door immediately next to the bigger door is open and you can see a boy's bedroom and some dust and some like dusty boot prints and stuff. Uh, and then there's water coming out of this big main door. What are you doing? I get the feeling Ziggy would identify the water as uh, Cliffa's work. Yep. Uh, you probably also see Cliffa just kind of exhaustedly. Now, you know, did Cliffa panting. oozed over out of the, the office? Mm hmm. Yeah, so then you see Cliffa just like sitting, holding her knees and just like shaking her head. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Ziggy's going to change, Bait is going to change his head back to uh, Ziggy's head and tap her on the shoulder. Okay, yeah, because you didn't get stuck as Larry, right? Yeah, we avoided that. Yeah, I really wanted that one. It was a good one. Uh, okay, go on. Uh, Cliffa, love, you, you doing all right there? I thought you were in a fountain or some thing. Oh, so that's what Prime's up to. Good to know. Oh, God, I can't keep you people straight. I can't even keep my own voice straight. I'm well, really you're getting kind of tired there, love. I am, yes. Uh, what happened? Who cares? Where's the damn toy? Um, I was about to ask you. I just got up here. Uh, stay away from the kitchen. There's there's a really creepy fellow in there. It's all creepy fellows all the way down. Um, I'm assuming the boys' room, unless you've already searched there. 
Let's search it again. Right. I really feel like it should be there. The boys' room? Yeah. Yep. Why do you guys think it's in the boys' room? It's an action figure. (laughs) He's a collector. Where do collectors keep things? If somebody values something, do they leave it laying around in a dusty room? Yeah, if they care about the person who's gone now. I mean, why is there a boys' room in this weird mansion with the Grinch? You guys go back into the boys' room. And there's a big sign that says the action figure is not here. You lose a turn. <laughs> uh, you got you guys spend a few minutes looking around in the boys room. We're going to cut back to Kincaid. We find and, the uh, boys folder. Finally. And Ziggy, yeah. <laughs> you find his homework that was missing for 10 years. He's going to be so we pleased. We solved the problems. We solved um, the murder mystery. I don't even know who the boy is. Uh, here comes the boy. Do you, do you look around for pictures? Sure. Sure. Yes. Okay, roll. It's hosh, Brucey. Su- roll, survey your s- surroundings. That is a twelve. Nice. Now we're getting somewhere. What uh, happened here recently, and what is of use or available to me? Okay, so what happened here recently? Uh, I don't think that's going to help you because it's just going to be. That's not what I meant to put. Um, Santa, you Santa came down the chimney. But what here is not what it appears to be. How about that? Okay, as you start looking around the room, uh, you. You see some pictures and stuff, and you see one of a familiar face. In fact, two familiar faces. And as you look closer, you realize that these are pictures of a young Clarence and Clancy. And you look around the room, and then you suddenly realize that there wasn't just one bed. There was two small beds. Come over here, Ziggy. Uh, what you got? Remember the annoying Esper asshole who Clancy tried to cap and it? Oh, Kincaid had a very poor day and all of that. Yeah, and that um, weird mushroom toucan armor thing. Oh weird God, day that was. the more I remember, the more I hate it. Um, that's him with Clancy, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so that's why a boss sent us here. Well, hmm. Uh, just out of curiosity, is there a picture of the toy in this picture as well? Sure. Yeah, they're both holding it. Like each has Bloody one arm. Hell. I'm glad somebody's able to go down memory lane without it being corrupted. Well. I think we're going to have to have a word to a boss there about uh, use of resources. So one of your uh, questions was what's being concealed here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So when you look at the picture more closely, you can tell that there's something off about it. And uh, I think maybe using some of your mist or something, you're able to like clean it in a way that because uh, you, you could only really like make them out. It was like really dusty, right? And as you do, you realize that they're both in like almost like prisoner like onesies Um, and they have like a single stripe down one side. They each have an opposite one. One is like red and the other is like an orange and they have a number and you can see that the number is uh, CL4 on both of them. CL4 and then there's more numbers, but 
it, it ends up spelling Clancy and Clarence. Well, that's disturbing. Using alphanumerics. Of course. Yeah. And that the uh, background is actually a concrete bunker looking background. With that, we're going to cut back to Ziggy and Kincaid. The door has broken open and inside you see something very odd. Uh, it is a not very small, but kind of smallish circular room. Um, inside, it's kind of dark, except for the spotlights coming from the ceiling that are like projecting onto different stands. And there are these stands, uh, circular column stands that have different items on a little pillow on each stand. Um, and in the very middle of the room, there is a larger kind of uh, stand that has like a glass tube around it. And it seems to be missing something from within it. Each of these columns has a little uh, plate with identification information on it. Uh, there are several dozen of them in this room. Okay, can we look for, well, my, my personal assumption is that the turbo doll is the one that's missing, but I'd like to look around the room and try to, I mean, just, just try to figure out where the doll is. Do it. Roll survey your surrounding. Ready. Um, okay, so did you roll Kincaid? Oh, great. 11. So go ahead and uh, give me your questions. I would like to know what is of use or valuable to me and what here is not what it appears to be. Okay, great. I love it. Uh, so use of valuable, it doesn't take you long and you find the turbo toy. It's in one of these containers. It just says turbo, the last action hero. Uh, it looks to be in basically mint condition. It's under a glass like container. Um, you don't think it will take much effort to get that out of there. The other thing that uh, you said, what is being concealed or uh, not, not what it appears. As you look around, you see in one of the, the biggest tube in the middle that seems to be missing something. Um, it actually has two numbers uh, underneath it. And one of them is CL4 R3NC3. And the other is CL4N3NCE. And it takes you a second because they're numbers, but you realize that this actually could say Clancy and Clarence. With that, we're going to cut back to a couple of knuckleheads uh, <laughs> searching an empty room. Um, did you find anything else useful? Um, I think we're going to check in on the safe people. The fountain um, people? The fountain people. And say, did you find three coins or what's going on on your end? We found the doll. I mean, the action figure. Let's get the hell out of here then. Okay. Yeah, I've had enough of this place. Kincaid smashes the case and grabs the, the doll. Yep. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to like withstand you, um, because it's late. Uh, I, I think we're going to roll 
Or actually, you have one more question, don't you? Or did you use two? Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll. Whoever wants to risk it, roll face danger to get everybody out of here. It's me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've also got the most uh, wild cards. Heat. Sure. Okay, so I'm one last overestimation for the road for dear old Cliffa. Uh, so I think Cliffa is just like had it. And so she blasts out the window. How's that sound from the second mm-hmm. story? And then just like jumps down, like hovers down to where the the pool is, the fountain um, as the guys come up with their with the toy. Um, does that sound good? Mm hmm. So as you guys are getting ready to escape uh, out of the sarcophagus, not sarcophagus, uh, out of the mausoleum bursts a now 25 foot tall mummy um, and it's stomping in your direction. You guys, Cliffa tries to redeem herself and make a cloud. Does that sound like something Cliffa would do? No, Cliffa has another idea. Okay, Cliffa, tell me your idea. Let's surf out of here. Okay, um, so what are you going to surf on? Uh, a tsunami. <laughs> like, are you, you can't make ice. Are you just, uh, like, picking up, what are you picking up to use as a surfboard? Oh, we don't have one. We're just going to float. It'll be fine. Oh, we like body surfing? We down <laughs> yeah, here. we're body surfing. <laughs> okay, well, that explains why it's an eight. Uh, okay, so you you make, like, this tsunami, and, uh, and you guys just go soaring off of the edge of this, like, sky-rise building. And as you're free-falling, uh, you guys are looking back and forth, giving each other thumbs up, you know, knowing that you could die in any second. Um, you miscalculate. So Rage over- Against the Machine is playing in the background. <laughs> Overestimator flinch. Behind you is is the mummy and as it's coming and it's like falling behind you. Right. Uh, but that then that tsunami starts to carry you away from the building. Um, I think that the so the worst outcome is. The mummy comes with you. The tough decision is Ziggy or Kincaid will bite it. I mean, I figured, you know, a Ziggy could survive still possibly. But uh, and then price to pay is uh, one of you will lose something of value. I kind of want the mummy to come with us. Okay. And as I'm seeing this, uh, as Cliff is seeing this, it's like, huh, this is like the land squid plushie I had with the surfboard. That was a rare one. Cool day. She just seems very blissed out as she's on this wave of mutilation. Okay. Uh, Riding on the back of this mummy is Krampus and Santa Claus. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Now that's a neon Christmas. We cut to black and we find ourselves in a small, familiar, concrete apartment uh there is cyberpunk christmas music playing um the christmas tree uh, has been decorated it's not quite as nice as last year but it's it's still pretty nice there's cocoa in everyone's hands clear is floating in his normal ghost body he's no longer in the uh, armor anymore monday is is there as well as Clarence and Dr. Miller. 
as you guys sit around, it's Christmas morning. I kind of like the idea that Bjorks is kind of just like irritating Clarence. Bjorks is there. Nobody wanted him, but he's there. Yeah. You guys just finished your uh, your Bjorks special Christmas presentation, which was a similar experience as last time, but a different story. And everyone has hot cocoa. And Clarence, you notice that there is something under the tree that you didn't notice before. What's that? Oh, uh, let me let me grab that for you there. Uh, and uh, Tuck reaches under the tree and picks it up. And it's a small wrapped present. And he walks over and he's like, oh, it's for you, buddy. And he gives it to you. Oh, OK. From who? Uh, I don't know. And you pick it up. You look it over and there's not like a person name. Like there's no cinder on it. Great, this is probably a bomb. I'm opening it anyway. Merry Christmas, we're all gonna die. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, Might as well. So you open it up, and it's actually really nicely wrapped. Once you open it up, it's a white, very clean-looking box. Do you open the box? I open the box. The box has, like, a top, and so you pull the top off. And inside the box is this action figure that you vaguely remember. It's red. He's wearing kind of a superhero sort of outfit with different like little buckles and things kind of like hard plastic molded all over him. He's an injection molded toy. He's red and only like his chin is exposed, kind of a Batman style mask. And it definitely strikes you immediately when you see this as like something important, something that's meaningful. And a small note is in it. And it says, Brother, I know things have been tough, but uh, I'm glad we were able to reconnect. And I look forward to solving the mystery of our creation together. See. Okay. So, uh, what's this little red guy? I think this is where I got the idea for Steward, honestly. It's pretty cool, huh? I mean, yeah. it's not it's not my type of thing. You Don't tell anyone I ever had one of these. I only played chess. That's all I did. But, uh, yeah, I had one of these. Didn't everyone? I had never seen one of those in my life, but that was pretty cool. Monday's gonna shrug. No one. Well, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Monday will shoot a thumbs up at that, at least. Oh, yes, it <laughs> looks very interesting. Screw you guys. It, it, it I'm, gets I'm a not being sarcastic. Place, it gets a special place in the bunk. That's it. Uh, OK. No, well, I think it. it's it's pretty awesome. I, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. It was cooler and sparse. Trust me. Yeah, and I think with that, the camera starts pulling back. What is everybody doing in these last moments? Doc Miller is uh, freshening up his hot cocoa, and then he freshens it up a little more, and he's racing, uh, you know, his mug to his friends. 
Nice. I think Doc Miller has an extra like stripe of gray in his hair. Yeah. I think Doc Miller has a drinking problem. <laughs> I think Doc Miller has a lot of problems. What does Grin say about this? You can see Grin is like telling him not to do it, but he's just ignoring Grin. Grin in this image has a face and it doesn't look like Miller. It looks like Grin's face. And it just seems like he seems a little happier than he has been before. Tuck is making jokes with Clarence about his new action figure, which Clarence keeps kind of like trying to hide in the corner so he can play with the little arms and say pew, 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 when nobody's looking, but everybody keeps hounding him. It's driving him nuts. And Clear is floating nearby, watching curiously as he's never had a toy before. And with that, the camera pulls out through the window into the city. There's snow falling and a giant holographic Christmas tree as we close this chapter of A Very Neon Christmas.